sitting in traffic on I-10, tired of your long work day, and you're dreading cooking dinner for the family. So where's the place you should think of? Oceana Grill. Get ready to indulge your palate with the flavor it deserves. From blackened bayou duck to our signature barbecue shrimp, we know how to get you asking for more. Whether it's sitting outside or in our courtyard or kicking back at one of our indoor, unique, vibrant dining rooms, Oceana can make you feel right at home with our friendly staff and our naturally New Orleans cuisine. Oceana Grill, 739 Conti in the heart of the fun. 8 a.m. to 1 a.m. daily. We know what you're missing in your kitchen. Oceana Grill. Welcome to another edition of Inside New Orleans. I'm your host, Eric Asher, 106.1 FM Nash Icon on your radio dial. On the World Wide Web at NashFM1061.com, EricAsher.com, our digital platforms, iHeartRadio app, TuneIn Radio app. Our podcast is everywhere. Anchors our home base on your favorite podcasting platform. Search Inside New Orleans Show with Eric Asher. And join us on our social media platforms, at Eric underscore Asher on Twitter, Eric Asher on Facebook, Inside New Orleans Show on Instagram. Today's program brought to you by the Oceana Family Restaurants, Oceana Grill, Mambo's 
Old New Orleans Cookery, Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, and, of course, the Hideout Bar. All are open late. All are open seven days a week. And if you're doing a little Mardi Gras in the French Quarter, tickets are available right now for you to be able to get on the balcony uh, at, um, at Old New Orleans Cookery, one of two balconies. And, of course, not just the Bourbon Street balcony on, um, at Mambo's, but also their rooftop bar. Uh, tickets available right now. What a great place to be able to see Mardi Gras right there on Bourbon Street. And, of course, uh, as always, fantastic food for you and uh, great cocktails. Just, again, one of the fantastic restaurants that we have here in New Orleans when you go get the restaurants as a group. Mambo's, Old New Orleans Cookery, Bobby Bear's Cajun County Restaurant, Old New Orleans Cookery, uh, and the Hideout Bar. Uh, today on the program, it's a regular Thursday for us. Uh, we're going to have uh, Gary Smith join us at 4.15 uh, from the Wave Report and Noel.com. That'll be followed by Ross Jackson of Locked On Saints uh, podcast. Ali Cassell joins us at 5.15 from the Bird Rights. We finish up with Jordy Collada. Uh, Jordy back from his honeymoon, uh, new, a newlywed. And, of course, he's with the Jordy Collada Show. He'll join us at uh, 5.35. So a lot to talk about uh, today with those guys. And, again, remember, this half hour brought to you by our friends at Old New Orleans Cookery, 205 Bourbon Street, open late, lunch and dinner, seven days a week. Uh, the, the mixologists are absolutely outstanding. So, again, an extraordinary cocktail. Uh, again, I'm, I'm selling it short. I mean, I'm telling you, spectacular cocktails. Uh, two Bourbon Street balconies. I tell you, again, the tickets are available right now. They have adjoining rooms there. Uh, with, again, they'll have food, drink, everything for you. You can use that for your next event as well. Uh, also, again, private restroom, private bar. You can't beat it. And then, of course, uh, an authentic French Quarter courtyard downstairs. Beautiful by day, spectacular by night. And then the picture windows that overlook Bourbon Street that are fantastic. You'll check all the craziness there. Find out more. Go to nolacookery.com. That's nolacookery.com. Friends, family getting together. Maybe you're trying to close that business deal. Looking for a great dining experience? Doing it at Old New Orleans Cookery. It's always a great time at, uh, on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery. All right, let, let me jump into a couple things I couldn't get into yesterday because we were, uh, we were interrupted by breaking news. Uh, with the Walker Howard situation, we'll get into more with that with um, uh, with Jordy at the uh, at 5:35. But I was talking about again Sean Payton his possible landing spots and where would be the best spots um, going forward. Uh, Houston has the best package, bar none. They have their they have the second overall pick and the 12th overall pick from Cleveland. They have two more years where they have two number one picks. Uh, because they have two more years after after this year where they've got picks for the Deshaun Watson deal based on where Cleveland will be, and then their own pick. They Also, this year, they have the 33rd overall pick that's uh, at the top of the second round, and they have two third-round picks. Uh, if there is an interest with Sean Payton, Sean Payton's going to make the decision here on where he wants to go, and then the Saints are going to have to make a deal. Uh, this looks like, again, the best package for New Orleans. Arizona, they have their third overall pick in the first round. Their second-round pick is the 35th overall. Uh, uh, Denver. Remember, Miami had to forfeit their pick. It's pick. So again, they uh, they pick 28th. It's a San Francisco's pick, uh, but uh, but they it's really 27th uh, when you look at it because of the forfeited pick. They have two third round picks, 68 and 69, and they have their 2024 first round pick available as well. The Chargers have all of their 2024 picks. Um, uh, available. I'm sorry, the 2023 picks available. Uh, they have the 25th overall uh, pick uh, in, in the draft, uh, and uh, which is really the 24th overall pick. And they have their first-round pick available for next year. Dallas, again, all their picks are available. Uh, their their top pick is at 26 projected right now, but it really it would be 25th because of the forfeiture of the Miami pick. So again, uh, you have that. Um, I, I did not pull up the Rams. 
uh, simply because the Rams do not have first-round picks. And, and the Saints are, are, are demanding at least a first-round pick. And I've said before, look, uh, this particular deal, uh, when you start talking about, you know, this is a two first-round pick, two second-round picks, and cash situation. This is a John Gruden-type deal. Uh, Peyton is one of the best coaches in, the, in, in, in all of football. He has been a guy that, again, that will be on the market. He will be the best coach on the market. Um, he's a guy that can turn a program around, as he did here in New Orleans. So if you're Mickey Loomis, you have to demand maximum uh, uh, compensation for him. The reason why Houston, to me, is the best for both worlds is Peyton's not going to want to go to a team where he, he's losing two number ones over, over two consecutive years. But with Houston, because they have multiple picks, uh, this may be a situation where you know, that might be the most uh, uh, appealing to the Saints because they can get a 12th pick overall this year. I don't see them getting the second overall pick. But then, again, the pick next year, the Cleveland pick next year, or the Houston pick, maybe, again, which is the worst of both. You know, they can make that type of deal. So Houston looks like the best package for New Orleans. So we'll see how that plays out. I did not pull Carolina. I do not believe that Mickey Loomis, nor should he, will allow Peyton to be able to get into the NFC South. Matter of fact, you should try to keep him in the AFC if possible. I pulled the Chargers in Dallas simply because – if both those coaches lose in the first round, I think there's a real good chance that, again, both those owners may say, you know what, Peyton's a one come, comes around once in a generation, and I'm going to go after Peyton. And, again, it doesn't matter if my guy got me to the playoffs or not. We're not going far enough, and Peyton can take us a little bit farther. So uh, that's the situation, again, with the, with the draft right now. Peyton is going to be uh, inter- interviewing with uh, Denver on the 17th. It was the first day that uh, they can interview, and I'm sure interviews will come on after that. Jeff Duncan and I talked extensively about this on the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports, which you can catch tonight at 6 o'clock on WLA-TV and, of course, all the other rebroadcasts that we have for you. Uh, and it was interesting. Look, I thought Jeff was, was, on, was on board with having uh, the retention of, um, of, uh, uh, of Dennis Allen. And uh, really spoken in, uh, you know, uh, when I when I prefaced the question, I, 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 I was a statement inside of a question. But Jeff told me today, no, he goes, what I said was that, you know, again, if Sean Payton is available, they should go after Sean Payton. Now, he did say something interesting today before I go to, uh, to Gary Smith, that he feels like that Mickey Loomis uh, had a conversation with Sean Payton where he said, look, Sean, if you're coming back, you're coming back. But I'm going to get in a situation where you interview everywhere and then you decide to come back. I think that's a little foolish. If you want him to go out there and test the waters, there's no reason why not to let him go out there and do that. And then at the end of the day, he feels like, look, I could come back to New Orleans. I got total control. Uh, I know the situation. I feel better about it. And it becomes a one-year sabbatical. I'll say it again. I am on the record. Um, they, are, they are making a huge mistake bringing Dennis Allen back. But if they are going to bring Dennis Allen back, they have to blow up the coaching staff. They have to give Dennis Allen the opportunity to bring in his own coaching staff, okay, and, and then judge him on that next year. It is what it is. Uh, Mickey Lewis is going to live and die with this decision. But as I said before, nobody is, 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 uh, in this organization is evaluating what Mickey Loomis is doing. So uh, therein lies the problem with the New Orleans Saints. You know, even David Griffin has to answer to someone, and he answers to Mickey Loomis. Mickey Loomis answers to no one. He only answered to Sean Payton before, and Payton's not here. So we'll talk more about that as we get in with Ross Jackson at about 435. But right now, it's Tulane time. And, uh, of course, just a remarkable turnaround in terms of the Tulane football season. Uh, the residuals of that, where I think we're going to start seeing. And joining us on the program now 
is uh, Gary Smith, who, again, is uh, the uh, Tulane writer for the TomsPicU.com and the advocate. But, again, I'll say it, folks, a lot of Tulane fans coming out the woodwork, new Tulane fans, old-time Tulane fans. If you're a Tulane fan and you're not subscribed to the Wave Report, you're getting secondhand information. Uh, it is the best source for Tulane information anywhere. And Gary Smith joins us each and every week here on this program. Gary, how are you, my friend? Doing well, Eric. And there definitely has been an uptick in uh, Wave Report subscribers since since the uh, since the season started. And I, I give you some credit for that because you've, you've done a terrific job each week um, promoting the site. And I do. Hey, I actually took a sabbatical after the bowl game from from the site for about a week, but I but I'm back full time on that that again. And uh, I put my heart and soul into 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 covering. I know you Tulane. do. <laughs> I know you do. And look, it's nothing to do with me. It has to do with the content. Yeah. I can hype it all I want. Mm-hmm. If it's garbage content, people are not going to stay with it. And, and I know that, again, you're getting the information first. Uh, and, and, of course, again, look, uh, you've got a great insight into what's going on with the Tulane programs, uh, and, and that means a lot. Speaking of, mm-hmm. um, there seems to be a, a, a turnaround at Tulane. Uh, Troy Dannon, again, seems to be very confident he's going to be able to build this practice facility. Um, the, the Fear the Wave Collective is getting more money than it's ever had before yeah. uh, after this Cotton Bowl. Why don't you take it from here and tell us a little bit about uh, really what, what is a complete makeover uh, in, in terms of this, on this athletic program? Right. Still, there's still. I still don't have. I'm not privy to any concrete plans of any definite things. But this is. But 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 the right people are in place now, and they have the right motivation, and they need to strike while the iron's hot, because I, I think Tulane. I think Willie Fritz is built for success in, in in the long term here. But you never know for 100 percent certain, and you, you can't do better than than going 12 and two and beating USC in the Cotton Bowl. People are just unbelievably excited about the program right now, and you've got to capitalize on that now. And so, this is the time to time to do it. Um, I, the, the, yeah, I thought an indoor practice facility, based on on the funding that Tulane had, or the lack thereof, and the lack of fan interest um, over recent years, was was a pie in the sky idea. It's no longer a pie in the sky idea. It's something that needs to happen. And 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 we'll, we'll find the next two months are critical uh, on this front. I mean, um, yeah, I, I don't, yeah. There was an, an erroneous report out um, last week, a tweet that, that Willie Fritz had signed a new contract through extension through 2030. It's, it's going to happen. It just hasn't happened yet. I, I think that the person at the convention, and it was a reputable source who, I mean, it was a football scoop who, who reported. I think he was basically saying it was going to happen, and they misunderstood and thought it had already happened. Right. There have been some. I don't think it's going to be. I don't think he's holding him up and tying it into a specific announcement about anything like that. That's not the way Willie Fritz operates. Nonetheless, the next month we need to be hearing something, um, some concrete plans about about what's going on. Because again, the 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 the, it, the time is now. <laughs> and, right. and you finished ninth we'll in both see, the coaches. We'll and yeah, you finished ninth in both the coaches and the AP yep. poll. Um, uh, the momentum is there. The Cotton Bowl victory. Mm-hmm. Uh, money is supposedly pouring into this collective. Michael Pratt uh, is returning. Again. I mean, every I. <laughs> Uh, they should be really good again next year. Um, right. that's, I mean, <laughs> there's no reason for Tulane not to be really good next year with the amount of players re- returning. Obviously, they have some key losses. You don't. Tajay Spears, Tajay Spears is a once in a generation running back. Nick Anderson mm-hmm. and Dorian Williams will not be replaced with equals. But that's what that's what all teams have to deal with. <laughs> nothing nothing new. And Tulane has the talent in place to to to, to do it next year. And I think there's a recipe now, right? 
mm-hmm. going into that transfer portal, getting New Orleans kids, Louisiana kids to come back and go to Tulane uh, and, and to see the success that they had, and, and then strategically bringing in the type of guys that you need to be able to put you over the top, guys that were good enough coming out of high school to go to some of these top programs, but for whatever reason, again, want to come back home. Uh, mm-hmm. that, that really gets you over the top. And then, of course, this, this last recruiting class was dynamite. Yeah, it was. It was I, I, again. I, I, I point to Trey Cornus, the running. I think the, the running back out of Cincinnati, a high three-star recruit. There's no way in heck he even considers Tulane in the past. And I and I loved his tweet right after the Cotton Bowl. He because he'd been getting some grief from people in Cincinnati about why are you going to Tulane, and he was like, now you know why I'm going there. So so basically, shut up. <laughs> um, that that's the type of player that that they're getting in. You're right about the transfer portal. They've got a really good linebacker from Louisiana Tech coming in. From Holy, who's from Holy Cross. I think he'll be a starter for this team next year. That's obvious. A position. They've got some really good backups that played this year in Jesus Machado and Corey Platt Jr., but they needed mm-hmm. a – this guy's a, he's a tackle machine at Louisiana Tech. I think he'll be starting. That's exactly what they needed. Like Willie Fritz said, he feels like he's broken the code of how to win at Tulane. It took him a little while. He has it now, and there's absolutely no reason to think that this isn't going to continue. Yeah, I would agree with you. And, and of course, the, again, it be, when you win, it becomes contagious. And when there's, when there's a, a, an athletic department that is getting the type of money they're getting now from, from boosters and, and the, and the uh, opportunity to be able to upgrade facilities, that's going to do nothing but help your, your program. And right now, uh, they got a pretty good basketball program going on uh, at Tulane with Ron Hunter. Tell us a little bit about where they are right now. Yeah, look, I, I'll admit I'm a Ron Hunter guy, and I have been from the start. It, it's kind of been interesting to me. I mean, I, nobody can deny that he's improved the program, but I've been a little surprised. And, and this is—I'm not even saying people are, are are unfair or wrong, but I have learned in the last few years that. A lot of people don't like teams that don't rebound really well. <laughs> and Ron Hunter's teams, they're almost always last in, in, in their conference in rebounding. His best teams have been near the bottom. So I, I'm reading, you know, message board posts. Tulane scored 63 points in the second half against SMU last night. If that's not a school record, it's dang close to a school record right. for a half. I wish the media guide were, were, were easier to, to it would have that stat in there um and the first thing i'm reading on message boards is there's no way they got out rebounded by 19 you're not going to be able to beat good teams it's like well <laughs> there's a lot more ways than one to win in college basketball and, and, and what ron hunter has assembled is one offensive juggernaut this is the team he thought he had at the beginning of the year for various reasons injuries sickness and mm-hmm. just not playing well they didn't live up to their their um expectations in the preseason but, but they've got it rolling now and, and they're facing their and, I, and i'll call it they're facing their most important two games stretch of this century coming up right now they play ucf at home ucf was not supposed to be that good this year they've turned out to be really good they're rated really high in the net rankings which is what the ncaa replaced the rpi with to to, to help yes. them select teams um that's a huge game they're four and one they play them on saturday and then the houston game on tuesday number one team in the country the, the arena was sold out I, people may not people don't believe me because of what happened last year Tulane can beat houston this team is that good offensively they almost have scored 90 points in four consecutive games in conference. They're averaging 90 points in five conference games. And to put that in perspective, the nation, the team that leads the nation in scoring is averaging 87 points this year. That's how lethal Tulane is right now as an offensive team. Now they got to prove it. they got to go out and beat UCF. They can't be looking ahead to Houston on Tuesday. Um, that would be an absolute – that would be a debacle if they did that. And then, they get, and, then, and then we'll see what they've got for the number one ranked team in the country. But – 
by this time next week, we could be talking about Tulane, which is not even ranked in the top 100 right now as right. being a, a likely NCAA tournament team. And if they lose both games, we can be talking about how they're behind the eight ball. But either way, Ron Hunter's got this program at a place that it hasn't been since <laughs> the halcyon days of, yes. um, of Perry Clark in the 90s. <laughs> 11-5, and 4-1 and one in the conference is Tulane. And, of course, as you mentioned, a big week coming up with those two games yeah. back-to-back. UNO is 8-8, eight 2-1. And eight, and They've caught fire now. Yeah. Talk a bit about the privateers. Two, again, we'll, we'll know a lot more about them by the end of this, this weekend. They have not won a road game all year. Um, they started off, let's put it to put it bluntly, horribly. It, like, it's tough for schools like UNO and non-conference, but they weren't, they weren't competitive in games where they should have been competitive. Then they went to the number one team in the country, Purdue, and gave a pretty good accounting of themselves in, in December. And since then, um, it, it seems like they've got it turned around. They, 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 they smashed two teams at home um, last week in conference in the Southland. Um, and now they're playing two winnable games on the road. Um, they start with Incarnate Word tonight. Um, and they, they absolutely need to win at least one of those two. And if they win both of them, they'll be sitting there at four and one with two home games coming up next week. And uh, I, I guarantee you, I will be at those games if, <laughs> if UNO can get the job done this week. It's a totally different UNO team than the teams Mark Schlesinger's had in the past, which were inside first, couldn't make a three-point shot to save their lives a lot of those years. Um, this is one of the better three-point shooting teams in the country, and they seem to have found their way, but we'll, we'll know a lot more. They need to prove it on the road, and if, if they can get the job done this week, we may be talking about UNO once again, and they've done this more years than not in the last six mm-hmm. years under Mark Schlesinger as a team contending for the for the uh, Southland Conference title. We'll, we'll find yeah, out the, this weekend. The, the best-kept secret, though, in New Orleans is Loyola. 13-2, and 8-0 <laughs> in yeah. the conference. Lost all their stars. Their coach mm-hmm. is gone. And their coach. And, and they yeah. reload. Yeah. No, that's, that, that, that's impressive in and of itself. I mean, that, yeah, it, it – I thought maybe last year was a one-time thing. I mean, they, that guy was a great coach. He built the program yep. up to a top level. Yep. Um, but he, he got out because he, I, you're thinking he probably knows he can't duplicate that, but here they are, 13-2, and two, like you said. Um, that's, that they are a great story, and you're right. They're, 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 they're the most under – I know the UNO people feel like they're under-publicized, and they are right. under-publicized. There's no doubt about that. But, but uh, Loyola, absolutely, they deserve a heck of a lot more attention than they got from, from my paper and myself last year and and, and they're they're having a, a, a nice follow-up so far this year well that's the beautiful thing about having you on this program you cover them all again you know <laughs> i can ask you a question about any of those teams and again you're all over it and, and you do that for the picayune as well and of course you know again they're getting the coverage they're getting coverage again for great reporters so uh that that works uh, I, I tell you what it, it just if you're a Tulane fan, you've got to feel so good about the way things are going right now. I mean, again, basketball team's playing well. We're, we're hoping for this baseball team to, re, to really, again, come into its own this year because that's where, again, Tulane's been able to hang its hat for so mm-hmm. many years with that program. Uh, so things have really turned around for, for Tulane athletically. And, of course, hey, I don't want uh, to, to, to glaze over the women's basketball team as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they look. I, I thought they were going to be in for a tough year this year because they had a lot of seniors on the roster, uh, a lot of guy, players that weren't back from, from from last year. 
they did start off slowly in, in conference play, but they but they were they were pretty darn good in the non conference. They had a huge mm-hmm. win last night. Um, we'll, we'll see what they can do. But but Lisa Stockton's a good coach. Um, we'll, right. we'll see where, where where they do. I, mean, I think they were a little disappointed. They lost three consecutive conference games, and and two of those one was against the best team in the league. The other two were games they probably thought they should have won, but still plenty of time. And this is a team that I yeah I thought might finish in the bottom half of the league based on what they had coming back. But uh but 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 Lisa Stockton knows. What what she's doing. <laughs> 11 and 6, 1 and 3 in the conference, as you mentioned last night, 76 to 53 over Wichita State. So things are looking good on, on, on uh, as we like to say back in the day, on Willow Street, right? Hey, there you go. Yeah, exactly. Um, I did, just a quick question. I want to get off this topic mm-hmm. for a second. Uh, uh, Sean Payton, w- w- give yeah. me a handicap. Where do you think he's going? Do you think he's sitting on <laughs> another year? Do you think he's coming back to New Orleans? Do you think he's going to end up I, in another city? Look. I, I I'm not going to I'm not I'm not privy to any of the I don't have any sources on this whatsoever because I don't really cover the Saints anymore. I cover their home games. I certainly follow yes. them closely. I was born the year the Saints franchise was born in 1967. Grew up here, so I obviously follow them closely. I still would be I still would be shocked um, if Sean Payton ended up back in New Orleans. Jeff Duncan disagrees. Jeff Duncan has much better sources than I do on on the topic. So 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 we'll see how that plays out. I don't know. I, I think. Sean Payton wants to go somewhere where he believes he can win, but I think he also want, he, he's a confident guy. So I think people that are looking at who's the quarterback at a lot of teams and saying he wouldn't go to that team, I think that, that's, that's not the way Sean Payton operates. I think he's going to go somewhere where he, has, where he feels like he has time to build and, and, and the resources and, and to, to, to get it done. Um, so, so, so we'll see. I'm a little you – know, <laughs> I don't like saying this because obviously he's a great coach. Yes. I'm not sure he's the savior that everybody thinks he is. He's an outstanding coach, but he did go seven and nine three straight years from 2014 yeah. to 2016 with, with Drew Brees, and he had Drew Brees the whole time. Yes. he's there's, he's an offensive genius. Look, they finished like first, second, or third in the league in offense every year. New England didn't mm-hmm. do that with Tom Brady, so I'm not even questioning that. But you do. He did have Drew Brees, and he, yeah. he, he and that that helped him out. I, if I were him. In fact, I think he. Sh- I think the people who are saying he should be very selective in what he should do, I think those people are actually right. I'm just not sure that's the way he thinks because he banks on himself, and you're not yes. going to find a more confident individual in this on this planet <laughs> than John yep. Payton. No doubt about it. Always a pleasure, my friend. I look forward to our conversation every single week. Tell everybody about your fantastic site. How can folks follow you on social media? And, of course, uh, TimesPicKeyOnNoel.com and The Advocate. Sure, the, the wave report.com, Tulane.rivals.com. After my self-imposed one-week sabbatical, to, to I was exhausted. It was a happy exhaustion after the Cotton Bowl, but I was exhausted. I, I'm back. You can get my, my three thoughts, um, one on the basketball team, two on the football team. You, you can go on the site right now for that. Um, at Gareth Smith, my, my, my Twitter account, breaking news, any, any, anything else, you, you, you'll, you'll get there first. And, of course, blanket coverage at the, at the Advocate on, on NOLA.com. Certainly big. going to talk about how loaded this Tulane team is on offense. That's going to be my advance for the, for the UCF game on Saturday. I mean, this, this team really is. SMU yes. is not a good team. Tulane actually did not play that well defensively last night. But SMU mm-hmm. played pretty good defense, and Tulane just played better offense. This made shot after shot after shot from player after player after player player and and that wins games and that's why i'm just so optimistic about the, the, the what this team can do this year as you should be that's a, that's a heck of a coach they got there as well gary thanks for the time bud we'll check in with you next week thanks for having me on
Gary Smith uh, on, on Twitter. Of course, Gary Smith was each and every week here on the program. Hey, don't forget about Burkhart in the market for a generator. Why wouldn't you be? Okay, we know the grid is compromised in South Louisiana. This isn't just a tropical storm thing. This is an everyday thing. At Burkhart, they have a dedicated generator team that will take care of everything for you, planning, permits, inspections. Uh, again, also, single-day install. Jason Burkhart will come out to your home or your business, sit down with you, uh, do a consultation with you, find out what you're looking for in terms of generators. Is that hard selling you? He's trying to educate you on your options. If you already are done, did your homework, it's going to be a quick and easy uh, meeting. Also, you can finance that over time uh, with uh, low monthly notes. Uh, new install quality check after one month. That means a Burkhardt uh, technician will come out to your home or your business and, and, and sit down with you and make sure you know how to operate the system. Then, then of course, as I mentioned, single-day install, uh, warehouse filling stock with all the parts you need for your generator because if you need emergency service, you don't need the company saying, well, i got to send off for the part. No, they got the parts for you. And then they can maintain that generator for you year-round. you got to maintain it like a car engine. Uh, they do that for you at Burkhardt. They make it so easy for you. You need looking for a generator, Generac generators in stock right now at Burkhardt's warehouse. One's got your name on it. All you got to do is make the call. Uh, again, increase your property value. Have that peace of mind of knowing when the power goes out in your neighborhood, your power stays on. That's a Generac Generator from Burkhart. That's acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. Today's program brought to you by the Oceana family of restaurants, Oceana Grill, Mambo's, Old New Orleans Cookery, Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, the Hideout Bar. All are open late. All are open, uh, again, uh, seven days a week, and all are a great place to go for Mardi Gras. Uh, don't forget Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant. will have their, their parking lot available for you for the Metairie Parades, and you can enjoy the balcony at uh, uh, the two balcony's at uh, Old New Orleans Cookery and at Mambo's, uh, the Bourbon Street Balcony, as well as the rooftop bar. Tickets are available right now. Uh, again, and all for all the Oceana. And Oceana Grill at Mardi Gras is nothing but fun. So, again, Oceana Family of Restaurants, make sure you get down there and grab a great meal. Uh, that's Oceana, the Oceana Family of Restaurants, uh, and we'll be right back. Hi, this is Ken Trahan. The Three Tailgaters Show is a Saturday morning tradition on 1061 Nash Icon. Tune in every Saturday morning from 10 a.m. to noon with my partner Ed Daniels of WGNO and WNOL to join me to talk sports with you every single week with your calls as well. The Three Tailgaters Show, Saturday mornings, 10 a.m. to noon on 1061 Nash Icon. This report is sponsored by Taco Bell. Taco Bell has $2 grilled chicken burritos that come in two bold flavors, Chipotle Ranch and Salsa Verde. They're bursting with grilled chicken and delicious sauces. Get your $2 grilled chicken burrito at participating Taco Bell stores for a limited time only, while supplies last. Price and participation vary. Tax extra. Look out for an accident on 10 westbound right at Veterans. And your delays are going to be solid on 10 westbound from just past Bonneville to Power. 10 eastbound, your delays are steady from just past Elysian Fields to the high rise. If you're traveling eastbound along the West Bank Expressway, look out for delays that are solid from Stumpf Boulevard to Terry Parkway and also delays stretch along the Crescent City Connection from just before Chapatulas to the Camp Street exit. In the meantime, look out for an accident. General de Gaulle, Edmar Avenue, and school zones are in effect. I'm at Robinson Broadcasting from the Attorney Mike Brandner Traffic Center. On the East Bank and West Bank, from the lake to the Gulf, the men and women of the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office keep our parish safe. Some are on the beat, others behind the scenes ensuring the safety of our community. JPSO is now looking for correctional officers and 911 dispatchers. Your community's calling. Answer the call. Visit JPSOjobs.com for the complete benefits package and salary. Bienvenue on Hickory. 467 Hickory Avenue, open seven days a week, offering a creative menu of all your New Orleans favorites. Fresh Louisiana seafood, great sandwiches, soups, salads, daily specials, and a Sunday brunch. Contemporary Creole cuisine, 
great southern dishes. Check out our menu online at bienvenueharahan.com. Dine indoors or outdoors? Place your order or inquire about catering at 504-305-4792. That's Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue in Harahan. Sportsbeat is the place to watch your favorite team. Come check out all the games, including the NBA, college basketball, and baseball on 20 TVs. Open seven days, 11 a.m. to 2 a.m. Happy hour, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. Great menu featuring two, count them, two steak nights. Wednesday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice filets. Friday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice ribeyes. Private room available. Sportsbeat is located at 3330 Ridge Lake at 16th Street behind Wendy's on Causeway. Sportsbeat Pub and Cafe, home of fantastic cocktails, large beer selection, delicious food, friendly staff, and all the sports you can handle. Hi folks, trust is what Burkhart Air Conditioning and Heating is all about. Take it from me, Eric Asher. If your AC ever fails, you can trust Burkhart to be there quick to get you back up and running. If you need a new AC, trust Burkhart to treat you with respect to help you save with a fair price and do the job right. As my good friend John Burkhart always says, trust is the foundation of our business, just ask our customers. For air conditioning this season, trust Burkhart. Visit acpromise.com that's acpromise.com and tell them Eric sent you. Come join us at Old New Orleans Cookery, 205 Bourbon Street. Open late, serving lunch and dinner seven days a week. Have an extraordinary cocktail while enjoying authentic Cajun Creole cuisine in our dining rooms or our beautiful courtyard. Two Bourbon Street balconies with adjoining private rooms to dine in or have your next event. Bring your family or friends for a wonderful dining experience. Old New Orleans Cookery is perfect for date night. Order online for delivery at nolacookery.com. It's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery. Welcome back to Inside New Orleans. Today's program brought to you by the Oceana Family Restaurants, Oceana Grill, Mambo's, Old New Orleans Cookery, the Hineout Bar, and Bobby A. Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant. What a great time to go to Bobby A. Bear's. Rated number one neighborhood restaurant uh, in Metairie by TripAdvisor. Also, again, um, uh, 30-plus TV screens. You got the NFL playoffs. You got the NBA rolling. You got the, the beginning of really what we're, we're college basketball has been in, play, in rolling for a while, but really when we start paying attention, right? So college basketball, uh, uh, of course, a um, uh, fantastic menu for you. Uh, you could say you could go to a sports bar. I'm looking at some pretty good bars that have pretty good uh, menu. I mean, look, uh, sports beats one of them, but I mean the, the menu is fantastic. All you New Orleans favorites, and of course, again, uh, 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 some of the, some of you know your everyday favorites, right? Uh, always fresh Louisiana seafood, and of course, um, as I mentioned, 30 plus TV screens, you'll never miss a play. Amazing cocktails, an incredible beer selection. Uh, Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Re- Restaurant is unique. It's a perfect combination of Louisiana sports culture and authentic Louisiana cuisine. That means if you want to check out some memorabilia that's one of a kind, go from one end of the restaurant to the other. It's like a museum. Also, uh, open seven days a week for you for lunch and dinner. Uh, that means, again, they're also open late, as well as, again, during Mardi Gras. At Mardi Gras, they rent out their, their uh, parking lot for you. So, if, again, if you want to be out for the Mardi Gras parades in Metairie and you're looking for a place for the family to set up, you can set up right there at Bobby Bear's Cajun County Restaurant. They have tickets available for you right now. Uh, just a great place to go year-round. But, again, this time of year is fantastic. That's Bobby Bear's Cajun County Restaurant. So good. Get on over there and enjoy a great meal and a cocktail with Bobby A. Bears. All right, joining us on the program now, first of all, thanks to um, Gary Smith for joining us, uh, is Ross Jackson. I look, I, I rave about him because I think he does a fantastic job. If you've not checked out his podcast, you're missing out. Again, again, insight, again, which, which, is, which is on point, but also gives you, always gives you a tidbit of something maybe you didn't know. Uh, great stats, and again, just a, a great format as well. Uh, I love the podcast. I hope you will get out there and enjoy it. You've been enjoying it as well. And he joins us each and every week here on the program. Uh, Locked on Saints podcast, also Saints Wire, as well as CrestedySports.com. Here's Ross Jackson. Ross, welcome to the show. 
Hey, buddy. Doing great, man. Thanks so much, as always, for having me on. Always a pleasure to be here with you. Always good to have you, my friend. I look forward to it. Let, let's talk Sean Payton first. I talked to the audience a little bit earlier we, uh, about, again, the, 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 the possibilities, right? Again, when, when you say possibility, you say, okay, what's the, what's the best um, um, package that the Saints can get? Now, we know Payton's going to make his own decision, but we talked about Houston. They have three number one picks over, I mean, over the next two, over the next three years with the Cleveland deal. So they got their, the second overall and the 12th overall this year. That 33rd pick in, in the second round is a high second round pick. And then, of course, two third round picks. Arizona with, again, one, uh, the one th- first round and a third overall this year. Their second round is 35th. Uh, there might be a chance that they might be making a trade uh, with, with their wide receiver that maybe could bring them another number one down the line. Denver's 28th overall. But which really is 27th because of the I think uh, the Miami forfeit they got two third round picks 68 and 69 and they got their 2024 first round pick I'll put the Chargers out there as well all their 2023 mm-hmm. uh, first round picks their 25th overall which which is 24th this year Dallas. Uh, 25th overall because of the forfeit of the Miami uh, uh, pick. Uh, those are the ones that I pulled. I didn't pull the Rams because they don't have first-round picks. And I didn't pull Carolina because I don't think they, that the, the Saints are going to allow him to go into the division. That, those, those, those teams, those packages, first of all, which one do you think Sean Payton may, may, may be thinking, you know what, this is a franchise I can maybe get, get into and maybe, again, be very successful? Yeah, I, I think of the three that are open and have received permission to speak with them, which of course is the Denver Broncos, the Houston Texans, and the Arizona Cardinals. I think for 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 Sean Payton, the Denver, um, excuse me, the the Arizona Cardinals one should be pretty appealing to him, um, even if he doesn't feel like Kyler Murray is going to be the guy. He got a couple years left in Kyler Murray's contract. He might not even be ready for the beginning of the season. But you would be joining that team, which carries the third overall selection. So if there's a quarterback in this draft class that you like for the post-Kyler Murray era, you should be able to get a hold of him with that third overall selection. I don't think that that third overall selection would get moved in a trade for Sean Payton. It's just too high. The Bill Parcells trade yielded was was done in 1997. It didn't bring a first-round pick in until 1999. That was only because Commissioner Paul Tagliabue stepped in and said, okay, Jets, Patriots, y'all got to play nice. You got to do something here. And then the... Uh, John Gruden trade brought in the 21st overall selection. And in the later Bill Belichick trade, the one that Bill Parcells wasn't a part of um, or not, not a piece in was a, uh, tw- was a 16th overall selection. So I-, I just don't think that a top 10 or even a top, or in this case, a top five, top three selection would be a part of that trade. So the things would have to be okay with that 35th, 34th overall selection, depending upon how that falls with the, the Miami situation. And then maybe a 2024 first round pick that would end up coming in to them. So uh, I, I don't know if that's the ideal situation for the New Orleans Saints, but I think it's the ideal situation for Sean Payton because he would be able to use that pick to get his quarterback of the future if he doesn't believe in Kyler Murray, bring in a veteran quarterback to take over for Kyler Murray this year if he's not ready based on his health. But the thing that I really think fits for uh, fits for Sean Payton there is that there's no general manager in place which means he could bring a guy like Jeff Ireland or Kai Harley. Mm-hmm. I tend to think it would be Jeff Ireland along with him to be able to have that, that trifecta of head coach, GM, and owner trust. So that's why the interview that will take place between Sean Payton and Michael Bidwell, the owner of the Arizona Cardinals, will be so important. I would agree. To me, the best package is Houston. And, and look, 
Uh, I believe Mickey Loomis should be pushing for the John Gruden deal. That's two number ones, two mm-hmm. number twos, and, and again, cash. Um, especially yep. if you can get multiple teams that that want to be that that are, are bidding for his services that can maybe you know gin up the uh, uh, the compensation. Yep, I, I completely agree. I think the Texans is the best case scenario of the three that are open right now. The Texans is the best case scenario for the New Orleans Saints because again they're not going to get the second overall selection, but they could easily get that twelfth overall selection as a part of this trade. So if they got two ones and two twos, or even if because that twelfth overall selection is so high. They got a one and a three this year and a one and a two next year. That would be fantastic for the New Orleans Saints. So I think the Texan spot is one that's best for the New Orleans Saints. I don't think it's a bad spot for Sean Payton to go. We've seen the Texans' ownership give a lot of control over to Bill O'Brien. If you're going to give that Mm -hmm. control over to Bill O'Brien, you'll certainly give it to Sean Payton. So don't think it's a bad one. It just depends on how he feels about his ability to rework the quarterback situation and use them. And here's a caveat to that: he'll he'll still have a first round pick in the in succeeding yep. years, and because be again they have overall. two first round picks for the next three years. So again, right. you're, you're not in a situation where again you're you're without a first round pick for the two years because Peyton had come over there and he doesn't have a chance to be able to rebuild his team if necessary. Yep. So that that to me is a win win for both when you talk about yep. Loomis, Saints, and of course Houston and Peyton. Yep, completely agree. Completely agree. He would still have the fodder that he needs to join that team and be able to completely rebuild. And look, they still also have some tradable pieces out there because yes. one thing that we know is Brandon Cooks is talking about how you know he doesn't want to be a part of a, a multi-year rebuild. We know the relationship between Sean Payton and uh, mm-hmm. Brandon Cooks wasn't great here in New Orleans. So I'm sure Sean Payton would have no problem if his first order of business showing up in Houston was trading Brandon Cooks, right. making him the most traded player in, in NFL history, and bringing back more draft capital. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, a top, not a top flight wide receiver, but a speedy, deep threat wide receiver who can go in and help a team a la a Deshaun Jackson role somewhere. So they right. would even have more ways still to, con- to continue to add draft prospects. I have, I have a, a, a caller that, that, that uh, emailed us and asking, him, why not Kyler Murray in that Arizona trade? Well, I've, I've talked about it. Players cannot be traded when you're trading a Correct. coach. So that's impossible. Yep. yep. Yeah. It has to be the only things you can move in coach uh, trades are the coaches. Uh, draft capital, and then, as you mentioned, cash consideration. Cash, exactly. All right, let's talk about Dennis Allen. Uh, they're retaining Dennis Allen. Uh, the only thing I could see to be fair to Dennis Allen at this point would be, and again, I'm against him coming back. That's me. Okay, I think that, mm-hmm. that again, the experiment has failed. Continuity has failed. Uh, you're going a whole different direction. But since they're going to bring him back, that he should have the opportunity to build his own staff. And that means, again, if, uh, revamping the offense. Uh, if he doesn't want to keep some of his defensive coaches at that point, move on from his defensive coaches. I do believe if Sean Payton gets, uh, gets a job, he's going to poach some of these coaches anyway. Uh, what is your take on that? I completely agree. I, I think he should have the opportunity. If he's going to get a second year, which it looks like that's going to be the case, he should have the opportunity to do what he didn't get to do in 2022, which is rebuild, which is build the staff that he wants. The defensive staff is probably a little bit already set for him, pretty much already in his image. But bringing in, you know, he could potentially make a change at offensive coordinator. There are a lot of good names out there that would help to update this offense a little bit. Make it Give a us some if you don't mind. No, I'm happy to. Um, so the New York Jets, for instance, just moved on from uh, Mike LaFleur, not Matt LaFleur, his brother, Mike LaFleur, who's a Kyle Shanahan disciple. So if you want somebody that's going to be able to come in and update your offense, he's a good one. I know the New York Jets offense in terms of numbers wasn't great in 2022, but you have to consider the fact that their you know quarterback situation completely dissolved in front of them, made a bad call on Zach Wilson early on in the draft a couple years ago, and they lost Brees Hall who was, you know, a huge part of them going what was it 6 and 1 in their first 7 games, 6 and 3 in their first uh, in their first 9. 
So I think that's a big piece. What he does that he updates your offense, he brings things like pre-snap motion early on in the season. The New Orleans Saints were 31st in the league in pre-snap motion. What we know from an analytics standpoint is that pre-snap motion gets you points per play. It adds 0.03 points per play. It is massively important to the success of your offense. The Saints also, when they were using what's called at-snap motion, which is kind of those plays where you watch Taysom Hill take a snap and you see a guy coming across the formation to be his lead blocker at the snap, that's called post-snap or at-the-snap motion. They use that on 31% of their run plays, but only 1% of their pass plays. So it was a tip for defenses across the way. If you started to see Taysom Hill's you know, plays kind of get sniffed out a little bit. That's a big right. reason why. So those mm-hmm. types of tendencies would go away with a Mike LaFleur because he would bring in a lot more of that, uh, of that post-snap, pre-snap motion, using some of the misdirection that we're accustomed to seeing in New Orleans. Uh, the 49ers passing game coordinator Bobby Slowick cut from the very same cloth. He holds the job in San Francisco that Mike LaFleur once held, so he would be able to bring the same thing. I'll throw in Brian Johnson, who's the quarterback coach in Philadelphia. The one thing that we know Dennis Allen really, really wanted before the season began was the Sean Watson. You look at the archetype of that quarterback, not the player himself, who is very embattled and has a lot of stuff, but just as a player on the field, he's a passer that can get it done with his legs, but doesn't need to get it done with his legs. That's exactly who Jalen Hurts turned out to be as well. So if the Saints look for a change at quarterback, Brian Johnson would be a great leader for somebody that has that mobile capability, but can inherently be a a pocket passer in the meanwhile. Let's talk quarterback. There's a lot of talk about, again, the possibility of um, uh, the quarterback from from Las Vegas coming over. Uh, There's been talk about Jimmy G for a long time, uh, maybe bringing Dalton back, drafting a quarterback. What do you think happens? Yeah, I I think a lot of this is going to be dictated by what they do at offensive coordinator, if they stay in pat there or if they make a change. I think making a change seems very likely. Um, If they make a change, then depending upon who they bring in, they'll want to bring in a quarterback that fits that offensive coordinator style. But if they wanted to go after a Derek Carr, for instance, I, I think that one's a little bit tougher. You're talking about a guy that's owed over $40 million over the course of the next two seasons who, you know, by many accounts from a lot of folks, they feel like he's a top 12, top 15 quarterback. But do you have the assets to trade for a quarterback right now when you have so many different holes that you have to fill all around your roster? I don't think so. So I do think, though, that if he hits the market, that he could be a very, very appealing open market as a free agent, then he could be a very, very appealing option. Similarly, the Saints could go for a trade. If you're willing to give up draft capital for Derek Carr, you might be more willing to give up draft capital for a guy like Mac Jones, depending upon how New England feels about their about Bailey Zappi, who is behind him. Uh, if they feel like they can move on from Mac Jones, we know the Saints really liked him during the draft process. My question would be, did, did the Saints like him, or did Sean Payton like him during his draft process? Because obviously that's now a different situation. Um, They could go to the free agency market for a guy like Jimmy Garoppolo, 15 to $25 million kind of mid-level quarterback deals. I think if the Saints got two of those types, they would be in a good place going into next year while also investing in the draft. That would probably be my ideal way or route to go with them. A couple of names to consider there would be guys like Geno Smith, who had a great year in Seattle, uh, guys like Jacoby Brissett, guys like Teddy Bridgewater reunion could potentially be there. And, of course, Jimmy Garoppolo could be there as well. But I don't see them going for a top-shelf quarterback like a Tom Brady or a Lamar Jackson this offseason. How about a Hendon Hooker or a Stenson Bennett in the, um, in the draft? Your thoughts? Yeah, Hendon Hooker is probably my favorite quarterback in, in this year's class. And that's – I 
that's not saying that I think he's more talented than a Bryce Young or a CJ Stroud. Just looking at it through the lens of the New Orleans Saints and where they have picks available, Hendon Hooker would be my number one spot. I think he's my fourth rated quarterback in this year's draft behind Will Levis, but ahead of Anthony Richardson, who by many accounts is the third or fourth guy. I don't see it in an Anthony Richardson, but I definitely see it in a Hendon Hooker. It just depends on his medicals, right? He had that ACL tear late in the season. Joe Burrow had an ACL tear almost the exact same day a few years ago. He was ready to start the NFL season the next year. So it's possible. Difference is from day one from that ACL tear, Joe Burrow was already in an NFL facility. Hendon Hooker's not. So that might play a little bit of a role in his recovery time. But he's young. He's, you know, he's, he's an older quarterback, but I like maturity in those quarterbacks. They'll have to change up the system, but it looks like that's what they would be looking. They could potentially be looking to do anyway in order to fit what he knows. But you also can get him a year behind somebody and then start him when he's a year older in the system and in a year, you know, there. A later round guy that I really like, by the way, is uh, BYU's Jaron Hall. I would actually put him above Anthony Richardson as well. Somebody that can get it done with his legs, but has a big arm, can make throws at all three levels, precise or a great leader. The only thing that you're questioning about him is his age, which, again, isn't an issue for me. He'll be 25 years old by the Mm -hmm. draft. And then um, the other piece is just where does he clock in in terms of his measurables because height might be a little bit of an issue with him. Right. Uh, What is your take on Bennett? we got about a minute and a half. Um, I, I think that, you know, he could surprise, he could surprise. I, I have it on pretty good authority that he is like the XFL's number one target. So I'm really curious to see how that plays into things now that we have Mm -hmm. multiple football leagues as the NFL start to suffer from that. Uh, but I think he would be a late round guy. I think he's somebody that could probably run your offense for you, but I don't know if he's an NFL quarterback. I don't think I've seen much to prove that. Okay. Um, before we get out of here, I want you to, again, once again, tell your folks about your fantastic podcast. Of course, you're also writing for CrestedSports.com and Saints Wire, but how folks can subscribe and how they can follow you on social media. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, follow me on social media is easy. You can follow me on Twitter at Ross Jackson, NOLA, N-O-L-A. Of course, make sure you're checking out the weekly write-ups over at CrescentCitySports.com. The season's over, but my work is far from done, so those will continue to come here all throughout the offseason. Similarly, over at SaintsWire.USAToday.com. Uh, almost daily pieces over there. And then, of course, the Locked on Saints podcast is uh, every Monday through Friday. Next episode, I'm just recapping everything you need to know. That's the big news from over the course of this week. going to give it to you in less than 30 minutes. So it's nice, mm-hmm. bite-sized, concise facts only, and then you're on your way out. Oh, that's a great podcast. And, again, always great information, analytics, stats, everything. I mean, things you walk away going, wow, I didn't know that. Uh, always a great podcast. And uh, next year, next week what we'll do is – We'll take a look at the offensive defensive lines and, again, some of the other areas where this team is going to have to upgrade outside of the quarterback position Great. because they're more than just a quarterback away. Absolutely, yeah. And the, the, the trenches are going to be a big focus for them this offseason or at least need to be. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to that conversation. Thank you, my friend. Always appreciate your time. One more time, how can folks follow you on social media? Always a pleasure, buddy. Thanks so much for having me on. Y'all can keep up with me on, uh, on Twitter at Ross Jackson, NOLA, N-O-L-A. And, Eric, look forward to talking to you next week. But take care and stay safe, all right? You got it, brother. Thanks so much for being with us. Again, Ross Jackson with us each and every week, Locked on Saints podcast. All right, folks, don't forget about Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. North Shore, South Shore, East Bank, West Bank, we're in that yo-yo time of year. That means your AC's got to be working efficiently, and you've got to have a heating system that, again, that's working properly. Especially, again, you've got a gas heating system. You need it inspected by a professional. You don't want to have a problem with carbon dioxide poisoning or fires. Make sure you call my friends at Burkhardt. If you're looking for a new system, man, i got to tell you right now, call Burkhardt. Do not sign that contract with any other company 
until you call my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. Let them come out and give you a price. See what I've known. Again, my Amana heat pump has saved us so much money over the last few years on our power bills, the efficiency, again, that it runs. Uh, the, the house cools very, very quickly. When we do use the heat, it warms very quickly, uh, and it sustains. So, again, if you're looking for a great, uh, a, a, a great company to deal with when it comes to your AC system, think Burkhardt. That's acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. Today's program brought to you by the Oceana Family of Restaurants. We'll be right back. Mambo's, 411 Bourbon Street. Three floors of incredible dining in what might be the most beautiful restaurant on Bourbon Street. Cajun Creole cuisine at its finest and magnificent cocktails. Come dine in an authentic French Quarter Courtyard or on our Bourbon Street balcony. Come experience Bourbon Street's only rooftop bar. Mambo is perfect for a night out with friends, a romantic getaway, your next event, or a delicious meal with family. Lunch and dinner seven days a week. Order online for delivery at mambonola.com. Make your next New Orleans memory at Mambo's. Hey, Eric, welcome to the newly renovated TikTok. Come on in. Quick, close the door, Mike. You're letting the flies out. All right, don't start that again. Hey, look, we've been back operating almost two months now. Yeah, and your sign should say, sorry, we're back open. Stop. Come on. So what do you think about the new paint job and the repaved parking lot? I think you can put lipstick on a pig, but it's still a... All right, enough is enough. The TikTok Cafe open 24-7 at the intersection of Causeway and I-10 in Metairie. Come join us at Old New Orleans Cookery, 205 Bourbon Street. Open late, serving lunch and dinner seven days a week. Have an extraordinary cocktail while enjoying authentic Cajun Creole cuisine in our dining rooms or our beautiful courtyard. Two Bourbon Street balconies with adjoining private rooms to dine in or have your next event. Bring your family or friends for a wonderful dining experience. Old New Orleans Cookery is perfect for date night. Order online for delivery at nolacookery.com. It's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery. Hi, folks. Trust is what Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating is all about. Take it from me, Eric Asher. If your AC ever fails, you can trust Burkhardt to be there quick and get you back up and running. If you need a new AC, trust Burkhardt to treat you with respect, to help you save with a fair price, do the job right. As my good friend John Burkhardt always says, trust is the foundation of our business. Just ask our customers. For air conditioning this season, trust Burkhardt. Visit acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. And tell them Eric sent you. Dave Miet Insurance is a full-service independent insurance agency since 1958, offering auto, home, life, health, business, and commercial policies, serving the East Bank, West Bank, North Shore, South Shore, and River Parishes. Dave Miet Insurance is your one-stop insurance specialist. Call, click, or come in for a quote today at 504-556-0809 or DaveMietInsAgency.com. At the UPS Store, we know this upcoming holiday is when things can get busy for small business owners. Exactly. My to-do list and I don't take days off. That's why you can count on us to be open and ready to help with every small business need, whether it's packing and shipping or if it's just to check your mailbox. That's almost everything on my to-do list. My list and I can take the day off. Woo-hoo! Your local, the everything to help you be unstoppable store, the UPS Store. Be unstoppable. The UPS store locations are independently owned. Product services, pricing, and hours may vary. See center for details. This is Josh Danzig with Where You At Magazine for 1061 Nash Icon. This Saturday night, head to the Jefferson Performing Arts Center for the Party for the Performing Arts, featuring dinner, live music, and a Saturday night fever disco dance party. And for great entertainment, don't miss Noel Miller at the Fillmore this Sunday evening on his Everything is Effed Up Tour with comedy, rapping, and much more. For more ideas on what to do this weekend, 
pick up the new issue of Where You At magazine at restaurants, coffee shops, and retail outlets all over town. Or visit us at whereyat.com. Cumulus New Orleans, incredible service and excellent results. New Orleans is always number one with Cumulus Radio and Digital. Welcome back to Inside New Orleans. Eric Asher with you until 6. I, I keep telling you this program is worldwide. I mean, our podcast is listened to all over the world. I just didn't realize they were listening to us in Budapest. But my good friend Arnie Filko's in Budapest at midnight listening to the show. Big hello to my man Arnie. Get back home safely, my friend. Today's program is brought to you by our friends at the, uh, at the Oceana Family of Restaurants, Oceana Grill, Bobby Bear's Cajun County Restaurant, Old New Orleans Cookery, Mambo's, and the Hideout Bar. All are open late, all are open seven days a week, and what a place to hang out for Mardi Gras. That's, again, the Oceana Family of Restaurants. We'll be right back. Thanks to Ross Jackson and Gary Smith. Coming up next, Ali Cassell and Jordy Collada. Stick and stay. TikTok Cafe. Mike, I was craving the best breakfast in town. Thank you, Eric. Yeah, but they were closed, so I'm back here at the TikTok Cafe instead. You know, that's not nice. Come on, man. You know we aim to please. You gotta get a better aim, pal. Stop. You know we never close, huh? Well, neither does the morgue, so what's your point? Ah, you unbelievable. You know, you gotta admit, we've got the best prices in town. Gluten-free? I think you're missing the point, bud. The TikTok Cafe in the heart of Metairie at Causeway and I-10 are better known as the intersection of diabetes and high cholesterol. Come join us at Old New Orleans Cookery, 205 Bourbon Street. Open late, serving lunch and dinner seven days a week. Have an extraordinary cocktail while enjoying authentic Cajun Creole cuisine in our dining rooms or our beautiful courtyard. Two Bourbon Street balconies with adjoining private rooms to dine in or have your next event. Bring your family or friends for a wonderful dining experience. Old New Orleans Cookery is perfect for date night. Order online for delivery at nolacookery.com. It's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery. Just give me some truth. 
this kind of party. I like this kind of party, baby. Signed New Orleans, Eric Asher with you until 6, 4 to 6 weekdays right here on 106.1 FM Nash Icon. iHeart Radio app, TuneIn Radio app, Nash FM 1061.com, EricAsher.com on the World Wide Web. And, of course, our podcast is everywhere. Anchor's our home base, but we're on all podcasting platforms. Search Inside New Orleans Show with Eric Asher. And today's program brought to you by the Oceana Family Restaurants, Oceana Grill, uh, Old New Orleans Cookery, Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, and, of course, Mambo's. Three floors of the most beautiful restaurant on Bourbon Street. I'm telling you right now, it's absolutely fantastic. Uh, and, of course, there are tickets available right now for Mardi Gras for you to enjoy, again, Mardi Gras on the Bourbon Street balcony or on their rooftop bar. Uh, come in, and you can also dine in our authentic French Quarter Courtyard, beautiful picture windows overlook Bourbon Street. And the menu is fantastic. Outstanding cocktails from the best mixologists in the city. Cajun Creole cuisine at its finest. Open lunch and dinner seven days a week and open late. Find out more, go to MamboNola.com, MamboNola.com. Right next door is the Hideout Bar, live music in a courtyard setting with a 300-year-old building. It's absolutely fantastic. Food and drink, you're not going to beat it. Uh, make your next Bourbon Street memory at Mambo's and the Hideout Bar, part of the Oceana family of restaurants, and no time better than, again, Mardi Gras time to be hanging out at Mambo's and the Hideout Bar, that's for sure. Well, a lot going on with the Saints, and I'll tell you what, we talked a little bit about this uh, over the last couple days. Uh, to me... The most important thing outside of a quarterback making a decision there, whether you're going to get one in the draft, or you're going to, um, or you're going to ultimately get one uh, uh, in free agency or through a trade, is you have to upgrade the offensive-defensive lines. Uh, the offensive line was atrocious, and, and one of the reasons why is guys that are often injured or, or guys that just did not reach or have not reached again uh, what, what was supposed to be uh, the, their capability. Um, uh, Andres Pete, I think, will be a cap casualty. Uh, to me, Eric McCoy is a keeper. You've got to keep Ryan Ramshack. He's one of the best in his position. The problem is he's breaking down now uh, physically. You can see he's breaking down. Uh, you know, Ruiz, I think, is a bust. And, you know, are, are you gonna, is, is a new defense, offensive coordinator going to come in and double down on that? We'll, we'll see how that plays out. They're talking about moving Hurst inside, Penning on the outside. But now you've got Penning now that has not one but two foot injuries that have required surgery. You know, both of his feet now have required surgery in his first NFL season. How much is that going to linger throughout his career? So you have to look at guard and, 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 and tackle again. Landon Young was, a, was an all-SEC performer out of um, Kentucky. He has not taken that next step to say that, ooh, this, you can put this guy in uh, other, than, other than just a backup role. So they have to get some starting offensive linemen. The other thing they have to do is, again, is revamp the defensive line. Obviously, you want to bring Cam Jordan back if you can uh, for another year unless he decides that he wants to go elsewhere to try to win a championship. Then I think you oblige him at that point. Anya Mata and, uh, and also Davin 
Davenport, their their contracts were reworked uh, so that uh, ultimately could open up some cap room for the Saints to be able to sign some of the players uh, that, that, again, where their contracts are expiring uh, so, that, again, they don't get the free agency. Uh, to me, Anyamata, you bring back the Davenport experiment. It was a failure. Move on. Uh, Peyton Turner, we'll see if he'll ever, be a, uh, he'll ever pan out. Uh, he's shown flashes, but it's just uh, it looks like a duplicate uh, of Davenport. Passigno is an unrestricted free, ag- unrestricted free agent. I doubt he'll be back. You have to upgrade the interior of the defensive line. The Saints were at their best when they were able to stop the run. They could not stop the run this year. Uh, Shai Tuttle regressed. Uh, again, Malcolm Roach was not the same player. Uh, and, and, of course, Contavious Street wasn't, wasn't uh, anything like we thought he would be coming over from San Francisco. So there's got to be a, a concerted effort to be able to upgrade the interior of the defensive line. And, look, even though you're in a situation where Carl Grandison has played really well for you, you have to add either one or two defensive ends. Now, look, you're talking about offensive defensive lines. They're not cheap. If you're going to go on the open market for those guys, they're going to be very expensive, and the Saints are going to be in a situation where you know they're going to be robbing Peter to pay Paul once again when it comes to the um, salary cap. They're going to have to maneuver that cap, kick it down the road. We've talked about a lot of this program over the last few weeks with the digital TV money coming in, the gambling money within the next few years. Uh, the, the Saints can continue to do what they've been doing and, and ultimately, again, just push the money off into those years uh, where, again, the, the NFL's uh, – uh, 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 the NFL's uh, uh, salary cap will expand uh, exponentially. So we'll see how that plays out. You need another safety. Uh, you know, look, yeah, you got to be able to play Tyron Matthew more in, in, in more of a rover-type, roaming-type um, um, situation. He had, he had his, uh, I think, 92 tackles this year, and, um, and a lot of that is because they were using him in run support. You're wasting him in run support. He is a playmaker. You've got to use him all over the field. I think you're fine at corner. You may have to bring in another veteran corner. But, again, to me, again, running back, when I say running back, I mean big back. You need a big physical back. And then offense and defensive lines, quarterback, wide receiver, because, again, we've seen this already. Look, I love uh, Rashid, uh, love Shahid. I love Olave. But we saw guys like Callaway uh, and Kirkwood. I can go right down the line on guys, you know, even even Hardy last year. Who again, you looked at him and you say, "Man, these are guys that at least can play." You know, you give, you give, no, no, no. They've fallen off a cliff. Okay, so you may have to go to the veteran. Do you bring back Jarvis Landry after being so injured? Maybe again at a friendly contract. And Michael Thomas is going to be cut next week. Okay, uh, that 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 deal was not made to be able to bring Michael Thomas back or to trade Michael Thomas. He's going to be cut, and 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 then of course he'll be catching on at 30 years old with with another team. So they're going to need help at wide receiver as well. Tight end, uh, you know, again I like Juwan Johnson. Troutman I think is on the clock here, uh, and maybe you move Taysom Hill back to quarterback. Okay, and utilize him in that role. Although again, and the jack of all trades role as well, and maybe get him out of that that tight end room. It'll be interesting to see again how that plays out with a new offensive coordinator. And then what type of system are they going to run? See, I think to me that's the key. You have to know what type of system you're going to run uh, in order before you go on and start getting wide receivers, running backs, etc. But one thing you can upgrade, no matter what system it is, is you can upgrade the defense and the offensive lines. And that has to be job one. When you look back on the drafts and the draft capital they've invested in, in those positions, again, those guys have not turned out to be the players that were worth the draft picks that they were drafted. And we go right down the line. I mean, I look at Ruiz and I think Patrick Queen. 
Okay, I mean, you know, you could go. We could go. We could go year by year on again where they made these picks. You know, Andres Pete was picked uh, in a year where, where again the Saints desperately needed a defensive tackles. The top two defensive tackles come off the board, and and Peyton panics, and and they, they go with Andres Pete, who was a tackle and moved to guard. And that's another part of this, folks. I think that when you look at the Saints, you can't be one of these things where you're constantly projecting a player from 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 what they were playing in college to what they can play in the pros. If you're drafting a tackle, he needs to be a tackle. If you're drafting a guard, he needs to play guard. If you're drafting a center, he needs to play center. You retard the progress of that player when he comes in as a rookie trying to play a different position in the pros. So, you know, this has hurt some of the some of the progress of these players, but these players have not lived up to their draft status. And that has to change in this upcoming draft, no doubt about it. Let's shift gears. Let's talk some Pelicans. Um, this is a tough time for the Pels right now with, again, having Brandon Ingram and uh, and also Zion Williamson out. But yet they've, they've been able to tread water so far in a tough January schedule. To break it down for us, one of the best we have in the city. Uh, the Bird Rights is, again, a, a place where you can go uh, from the podcast to the writers. Again, you can find out everything you know you need to know about your New Orleans Pelicans. And we're so fortunate to have the editor-in-chief of the Bird Right with, which is with us each and every week. Ali Cassell joins us on the program. Ali, how are you, my friend? I'm doing great, Eric. Thank you for those kind words. An absolute truth. I'm telling you, if you're a Pelicans fan and you're not checking out the bird rights, again, you're, you, don't, you don't have the information. You, you're not on with the information you need to be able to, again, follow your team. I think you guys do a, a great job collectively, and, of course, I love your writings as well. Yeah, thanks, Eric. Look, it, it's been, I'll tell you what, a lot more rewarding of late, right, ever since yeah. the last few months of last season to this, because before that we went through some awfully long dry spells. Yep. No, no doubt about it. It's good to be able to follow a winning team. And let's give a lot of credit to this team. You know, again, even without their two best players, they, they continue to be able to push forward. Uh, a, lot of these, uh, a lot of these backups that take on more prominent role, roles. I mean, you look at, at Najee Marshall, how he's been playing, Alvarado, uh, you know, Trey Murphy to an extent. You know, guys that are playing, I, I can't say enough about Larry Nance, who's the consummate pro. But, again, it's taken a, a collectively they've had to come together to be able to try to, uh, to make up for the loss of Brandon Ingram and Zion. And I'll start there. Seven weeks into Brandon Ingram's uh, absence, there was some talk that, again, that he may be close to getting back. What are you hearing? And that's still true. Uh, and I wish I had a better update, but the fact is, it looks like he's going to have to go through one practice and then probably he'll be able to play in that very next game. So whether that it doesn't seem like it's going to be likely for tomorrow, uh, but maybe there's an outside chance for the final game of the road trip in Cleveland because the Pelicans will have a couple of days off over the weekend. Right. So that seems like a good time. But if not, maybe for that home game, when they come back home and face the Miami Heat, I expect him to be back, though, for one of those two games. That's outstanding news. Uh, we were said that we were told that we three weeks and then reevaluation on Zion. That's about two more weeks from now. Have you heard anything about his rehabilitation? Well, I've heard that so far he's had no setbacks. Unlike Brandon, who what was it about ten days into his initial injury, suffered a setback to where he had to basically curtail all of his activities, his conditioning, and such. There's been no such problems with Zion. So so far, so good. But you know, like I said, I think on your last show. This is a hamstring strain, right? This, this is that soft tissue uh, injury that you're concerned about for the rest of the season because if you rush him back, he can not only re-aggravate it but make it worse, right? Tear it even larger, uh, bit of that muscle. So that's going to be the biggest concern moving forward. So you know the Pelicans are going to be careful, especially with Zion, because they always yes. have been with him in the past. 
So I think the three weeks, more than anything, will likely just be imaging, and they'll, they'll have a look at it. And if it looks all signs good, then I think we could expect a period of reconditioning, maybe of about a week. Like I said, that that's if best-case scenario happens. But like I said, it, it most likely seems like he may be back for a week, maybe two at tops uh, before the All-Star break. But if not, maybe all the way through the All-Star break, he mm-hmm. will be unavailable, just simply because they're trying to be careful, right? so that he doesn't have to go back on the shelf because that's what happened to Devin Booker. And now look where the Phoenix Suns are. They plummeted yeah. down the standings without their best player. No, and then they've always been very, very cautious. This is a whole different uh, deal in terms of, again, their medical staff than it was previously. Uh, and they are overcautious almost to a fault, I think, at times. But I understand why. Um, Herb Jones was out last night. Is, is that a long-term situation? No, we all expected him to miss at least a game because I'll tell you what, when you hit that right part of your 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 hip slash lower back yeah. area, you're you're, you're going to be in pain for at least 48 hours, some real soreness, and that's why he was listed as doubtful for the last game. But now he's been upgraded to questionable for tomorrow's game against the Pistons. So I think there's a 50-50 chance we'll see him tomorrow. If not, then I fully expect him back to the Cleveland game where you honestly want him back for that one, right? Maybe go ahead and have him sit out Detroit because you're not going to need all of your guys. Pistons are not a good team. They should be able to beat him with what they have. But like I said, short term, he's going to be back real soon. It looks like it's just getting over that soreness and any, any kind of spasms he may, he may have been suffering from. 25 and 17, three and a half games out of first place in the, in the, third, in the third slot, second place in the Southwest Division, uh, obviously behind Memphis, Denver leading, leading the, uh, the West right now. And they're treading water, and that's what they need to do. Tremendous amount of credit to the bench. Uh, Najee Marshall has been playing lights out. Talk about his play. Oh, Eric, he's been the biggest revelation this year. When you looked at the roster, you could count this team going about eight deep. And then the toss-up for the ninth, I always thought, was either Jackson Hayes or maybe Devontae Graham. What's well, turned out to be that beyond Alvarado, Nance, and then Trey, once the starting lineup's healthy, that Najee Marshall is, I think, by far and away, your next best guy off the bench. And I'll tell you what. He's been a timely contributor for this team that's been missing Zion because he gets to the lane. And unlike previous seasons where he's kind of, you know, sporadic in terms of being able to score at the rim or get to the free throw line, he's been much more consistent this season. So on top of that, I think his three-point three shot is looking a lot better too, yep. right? The form looks a little bit better. Mm-hmm. There's also a different confidence about him. I mean, he's become one of, the, I, I think, the three or four best playmakers on the team. So you add that, like I said, with that missing inside scoring you're not getting from Zion Williamson being out. He's been fantastic because he's always given you the grit. He's always provided the defense. But now he's got kind of an all-around game going for you. So over the last, what, four or five games, he's averaging somewhere close to around 20 points a game, getting you like three or four rebounds, three or four assists, almost two steals a game. I mean, he's just been absolutely fantastic. And I'll tell you what, to me, he's one of the most improved players this season in the NBA. He's not getting any love because there's been some that have been honestly better and more under the, the spotlight. But Najee's just as deserving of some accolade, too. You know, when they traded Josh Hart last year, one of the things I said was he's a poor man's Josh Hart. And he really has softened the blow of losing a player like that because their skill mm-hmm. set is so different, so, so, so similar. Exactly. You need somebody that's kind of like the glue that can provide all these different types of intangibles, but also not just off the court, on the court. That's what Josh did for you, right? He rebounded so well for his size. He pushed the ball. He, he found how to contribute amongst playing with stars, and I feel like that's what Najee's given his team. But more so, he's been able to step up when there's been key guys missing. So I love the fact that C.J. McCollum, you would have thought, okay, he's going to have to carry a huge load, which he has, and he's done a great job. 
deserving of an all-star bid, if you ask me. Jonas, too. But the next guy beyond those two has really been Najee. He's been more consistent than Trey, Herb, even Jose. Agreed. So he's really come out of nowhere. Because, like I said, you look at his previous seasons, and, and his play was really up and down. You weren't sure if he could even stay in the NBA now. With all this improvement we've seen, I'm telling you what, he's, he's going to be a vital contributor for a while. Even though Larry Nance did not score against the Celtics last night, it's good to have Nance back on the court. Yeah, the Pelicans need him more so than you could almost pick any other guy to be off the bench because as to where there's other depth and versatility within certain roles, Nance is the only one on the team that can really play and fill that small ball five on the team. And he can also give you, of course, minutes at the power forward, his natural position. But his ability to be able to guard, right, basically two through five, three through five, depending on the matchups, and then, of course, offensively, get down the floor in transition, uh, offensive rebounds. But also he plays the game with such incredible wisdom, right? He's always making the right play, whether he's getting in a passing lane, telling what other guys should be doing. I mean, I just noticed in last night's game, he was telling for Trey and certain uh, defensive matchups on where to be, where to stand. So he's always giving you that kind of quarterback um, type of calls, kind of like the way I think Rondo used to do for this team. Yeah, So that's invaluable. Yeah, for a team that's this young, you need a guy like him, a guy like CJ. So that trade with Portland Trailblaze last year is one of the best I think I've seen in the last 10 years. No doubt. It it put you over the top. It literally did. Yes. And you gave up some really good players, some young players. But, again, what you got back in experience and, again, uh, especially with McCollum and, and, and Larry Nance has been, has been terrific, no doubt about it. Jackson Hayes has had a chance to play now with the injuries. Give me a synopsis of how you think he's done thus far. Oh, it's been a roller coaster, like his whole career has been, to where you see the, the highlights, and everybody knows about the athleticism. But what really makes him tantalizing to me is his feel. You know, he can hit and make so many off-balance shots, whether it's a lob, right, where he's got to contort his body to get it in the rim, or when, when he's scoring, because he's got no real, um, you know, go, post moves. Go to shot, no kind yeah. of moves whatsoever. He's, yeah. he's making all these shots, whether it's against a guard or a center, but yet he can make them because of that feel. So mm-hmm. if he could ever just, you know, expand his game, I think he'd have a long career in this league. But unfortunately, oh, that's what's holding him back. He still can't beat a guard in the post, right, where, where he sees the mismatch. He'll go ahead and post him up underneath the rim, make a move, get an easy bucket. He can't even do that still. He's, he's very unreliable with screens still. And when he's got the ball in his hands on the perimeter, I've noticed him one too many times make a bad pass, trying to make it go cross court, right, and mm-hmm. where it gets easily intercepted. So he's making these type of mistakes you often see out of rookies or even second-year guys, but you don't expect out of a fourth-year guy. So in that respect, like I said, he's been a disappointment. So I don't know what the solution is with him. And, Eric, I, I'm afraid to say it. I don't really see why the Pelicans would give him another contract this summer because he's just got so much more to go. It feels like he's got to go somewhere else to see if maybe something would click for him. I'd put him in a room, and I would let him watch Kareem Abdul-Jabbar tapes until until he couldn't do it anymore because if he could develop a hook shot – uh, I think he could be a really great player, uh, you know, down the line here with his athleticism. But you mentioned it. he's kind of helped to like skelter. Be a drop step, right? Just, just a yeah. quick drop step. You know, catch a ball against a guard and make a move left or your right shoulder. And he, he doesn't even do that. So, yeah, I hear you. Dyson Daniels, man, uh, precocious is the word I use with him. I mean, you know, sometimes, again, maybe he's not doing the scoring, but he just – his basketball IQ is high, is high, 
And he doesn't seem to get flustered in, 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 uh, when he's going against the top players in the league, which, again, tells you a little something about, about, him, about him as a player. Right. His makeup is off the charts. He got torched by Jalen Brown, and who hasn't this year, or Jason Tatum. Sure. I mean, look, Willie Green had to rely on him and Najee Marshall because there's no Herb Jones. And, and for him, it was trial by fire. And unfortunately, he got burned a lot. But that's going to happen because he doesn't know the nuances. Just like, I, I don't know if people remember, Herb Jones struggled in the first month or two sure at times against certain matchups, too. And that's what Dyson's going through on, on a much more limited uh, capacity, right? He's not getting those regular 30 minutes a game. So I love what I've seen, though, because despite, you know, those shortcomings, he still contributes in other areas. Because I remember this one play specifically last night's game. He tries to, uh, he switched up. I think two or three times on one play, ended up back on Brown, but it was too late. Tried mm-hmm. to take a charge. Nothing was called. Brown scored the rim, but then he got up, sprinted down the other end of the court, and CJ launched a quick three. He was able to get the offensive rebound between two Boston guys, lay it up and get to the free throw line. Yes. Those are the type of effort plays that help you win games when you've got stars, right? That helps you get you up over the top. And so I love that Dyson's doing this in his rookie season, just trying to contribute any which way he can. And I'll tell you what, he's impressed me by shooting the three ball. Uh, when he's been open relatively well. His pull-up jumpers, he's shooting at about a 37 38% clip. He's also hitting his catch-and-shoot threes. And you got to love the passing, right? He's a perfect connector for a team full of stars. He knows if he's got an open shot or lane, he's going to take it. He, he really lives that .5 mentality Willie Green preaches to a T. And that, like I said, that's perfect for him for right now on uh, this Pelicans team. Pretty tough schedule still left in, in, in the month of January. Again, they've got Detroit, as you yeah. mentioned, which should be a win. But they got at Cleveland, Miami twice, uh, Orlando. Uh, they play Denver twice. They play Minnesota, Washington, and Milwaukee all in the um, all in the, in, in, the uh, in the month of January. And some of those those games are on the road, so not an easy schedule. You're hoping to get your stars back. Right. If Brandon can come back, then you suddenly think you can beat some of these elite teams. Pelicans yes. have been fantastic at home. You know, what was it? I think they're 17 and 5. And I'll tell you what, they're fantastic on the road against sub 500 teams where they're 5 and 2. They just struggle, right, with the good teams Mm -hmm. because they haven't, we haven't seen the full composition of the guys. So Pelicans aren't trotting out their best stuff against the best teams away from the Smoothie King Center. But I think that hopefully will change soon. But you're right, Eric, this January schedule, you just want to survive. And so far they have. They're winning the games they should battling to where they're having a decent chance in a lot of games that are really tough matchups where they're not favored. And I think right. it's going to get a little bit easier. B.I. comes back. I think this Miami Heat team can be taken. Um, you're going to beat the Magic. You've got, mm-hmm. you've got to think. They're, they're, you know, they've got talent, but they're just not yes. a, a good team yet. And then there's some other winnable games. Tim- right. Timberwolves. They've I mean, been the the and Denver's down. and the Milwaukee's are going to be tough. Yeah. You know, right. you got, Denver, Milwaukee. You're, you're home and away with Miami as well. Right. So, I mean, if they could just stay 500 through the tough part, and that's why I think everybody wanted to see just through January, especially once Zion hit the shelf, just right. keep your, because you're not going to win every month, because the Pelicans mm-hmm. had previously won every month beforehand. So just escape January with, say, an 8-8 eight and eight record, then you're going to do great. Because I know right now they're, what, three and a half games behind Memphis and Denver, yep. but this is probably their toughest stretch, right? Missing their yes. two stars going up with, with, against all these great teams on the road. No doubt about it. And, and look, there's a, there's a little bit of a, a rainbow here, okay? Uh, because you've got young players that are getting extensive playing time that can only help you down the stretch. Yeah, and, that, and that's what I love because, look, Jose started just like Trey 
I know Herb got right starting a rotation, but Najee, these guys all just played really limited minutes. So their roles were very small. They were only expected to do something when they basically had wide open lanes or shots uh, and, and really just playing defense. Now that they've been asked to and have played well in bigger roles, well, now they've got all the confidence to do anything when they're out there on the court. So I, think, I feel like anytime once you get the stars back, they're getting doubled, what have you, whether they're resting. These other guys will be able to at least hold ground. Because in the past, yeah. the bench players obviously always gave up the big leads that the starters, you know, had built up in the past. That's not going to happen anymore. So th- this is a great team. We know this. We, when we've mm-hmm. seen them healthy, when we've yes. seen um, all the role players and what they can do individually, you already know this team is probably the deepest in the league. So they're going to be just fine. You just have to weather the storm. And I hope Pelicans fans don't, you know, you know kind of take a step back and wonder yeah. if this team's going to be okay. Realize what's going on. I think on they're, they're more savvy than that. <laughs> yeah. And the and home and the home and the hometown the home team advantage now at the at the Smithie Center has been awesome. It's almost in a playoff atmosphere almost every single game. Uh, so that, that that's awesome. Been the most as well. outstanding thing: ten sellouts, right? I mean, yeah. the crowd is almost playoff atmosphere every yeah. single night. It's now. amazing. Never, it's amazing. we've never said that before. <laughs> no, we have not. We have not. And for those of us that love NBA basketball, that's a great thing. Ali, thanks for the time as always, my friend. Tell the folks about your fantastic site. How folks can follow you on social media. Absolutely. Thanks, Eric. You can catch all of our work over at SB Nation, all one word, www.thebirdrides.com. And I'll be recording a podcast tonight with David Fisher and David Grubb. So look for that to post either late tonight or sometime tomorrow morning. Always, always good to have you, my friend. Look forward to our conversation again next week. Absolutely. Take care. There he goes, at Ali Cassell on uh, Twitter. That's Ali Cassell of the Bird Rights. Hey, folks, don't forget about my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, North Shore, South Shore, East Bank, West Bank. You're looking for a new system. Look, at least let Burkhardt come out and give you a price. That's all I'm saying. Give you a price. Uh, again, know what I've known, again, for the last 30 years, the attention to detail, the service before, after the sale. Uh, again, uh, treating your home like their home when it comes to kind of installing a new system. And then, of course, what's impeccable is the 15 trucks in the field and, of course, uh, 30-minute car- car- uh, courtesy call before they come to your home or business. And, of course, Nate Certified Technicians only doing the work that's necessary. You want a company you can trust? It's Burkhardt. That's acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. Today's program brought to you by the Oceana Family of Restaurants, Oceana Grill, Bobby Bear's Cajun County Restaurant, Old New Orleans Cookery, Bombos, and the Hideout Bar. All are open late. All are open seven days a week. All, again, are available for, for your Mardi Gras celebration. Uh, uh, tickets on the balcony at, at Mambo's and also Old New Orleans Cookery, also at the uh, – uh, at the rooftop bar at uh, at Mambo's, and then of course uh, giving out um, uh, tickets to their parking spots at the on the Metairie Parade route at Bobby Bear's Cajun County Restaurant. And Oceana's always a blast for Mardi Gras. Enjoy your Mardi Gras at an Oceana family of restaurant. We'll be right back with Jordy Collada, the Jordy Collada Show. Don't move. If you want a little soul with your country, then you're with us. New Orleans country, from the classics to the songs that matter. Your country is on 1061 Nash Icon or anytime at NashFM1061.com. This report is sponsored by eBay Motors. You might not have the biggest garage on the block, but with eBay Motors, there's 122 million parts right at your fingertips, whatever you need. There's something that fits your vehicle. Air filters, tires, seat covers, and more. Get the right parts at the right prices. eBayMotors.com. Let's ride. Still working an accident on the 610 on the eastbound side at the Franklin Avenue off-ramp. And look out for delays on the 610 on the eastbound side from St. Bernard to the 10610 merge. In the meantime, look out for delays if you're traveling on the 610 on the westbound side right at Canal Boulevard. Delays a solid 10 westbound from Bonneville to Veterans. 
Look out for delays on 10 eastbound from just past Elysian Fields to the high rise. If you're traveling eastbound along the West Bank Expressway and the Crescent City Connection, look out for backups from Terry Parkway to the Camp Street exit. Look out for accidents Broadway at Oak, also Earhart at Pine, and also Franklin Avenue at Abundance and Press Drive at Chef. I'm at Robinson Broadcasting from the Attorney Mike Brander Traffic Center. Celebrating 51 years in business, it's Tony Piazza and, of course, our friends at Southern Tire. The Piazza family have been taking care of New Orleans uh, drivers and New Orleans vehicles, again, for over 51 years. Folks, I'm telling you right now, uh, the latest diagnostic equipment you get, same as the dealership you get over at my friends over at, at Southern Tire. You're looking for ASC certified technicians, they got you uh, at Southern Tire. The largest selection of tires in the metropolitan area, bar none, something for everyone's budget. You go on, online at southerntire.com, you can check out all the, all the uh, tires there. Also, there's a diagnostic page for you where you can uh, troubleshoot uh, your, uh, uh, your, uh, your what's wrong with your vehicle. And remember, wheels and tires up to 30 inches and financing is available. So, again, no matter what you drive, no matter what your budget is, uh, Southern Tire can take care of you. And then there's those, those mechanic shops that want to keep your vehicle for two, three, four days in a week. Southern Tire knows you need your vehicle. They're going to get you in and out quickly and doing the job right. Looking for a place you can take your vehicle, whether, again, it's out of warranty or you got a fleet account. Uh, after 51 years of taking care of New Orleanians, it's Southern Tire. Hickory and Airline, open Monday through Friday from 8 to 6, Saturday from 8 to 3, 504-737-1558, and southerntire.com. Owned by the Piazza family since 1972, it's Southern Tire, Hickory and Airline in Metairie. On the East Bank and West Bank, from the lake to the Gulf, the men and women of the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office keep our parish safe. Some are on the beat, others behind the scenes ensuring the safety of our community. JPSO is now looking for correctional officers and 911 dispatchers. Your community's calling. Answer the call. Visit JPSOjobs.com for the complete benefits package and salary. Bienvenue on Hickory. 467 Hickory Avenue, open seven days a week, offering a creative menu of all your New Orleans favorites. Fresh Louisiana seafood, great sandwiches, soup, salads, daily specials, and a Sunday brunch. Contemporary Creole cuisine, great southern dishes. Check out our menu online at bienvenueharahan.com. Dine indoors or outdoors? Place your order or inquire about catering at 504-305-4792. That's Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue in Harahan. Come join us at Old New Orleans Cookery, 205 Bourbon Street. Open late, serving lunch and dinner seven days a week. Have an extraordinary cocktail while enjoying authentic Cajun Creole cuisine in our dining rooms or our beautiful courtyard. Two Bourbon Street balconies with adjoining private rooms to dine in or have your next event. Bring your family or friends for a wonderful dining experience. Old New Orleans Cookery is perfect for date night. Order online for delivery at nolacookery.com. It's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery. So you're sitting in traffic on I-10, tired of your long work day, and you're dreading cooking dinner for the family. So where's the place you should think of? Oceana Grill. Get ready to indulge your palate with the flavor it deserves. From blackened bayou duck to our signature barbecue shrimp, we know how to get you asking for more. Whether it's sitting outside or in our courtyard or kicking back at one of our indoor, unique, vibrant dining rooms, Oceana can make you feel right at home with our friendly staff and our naturally New Orleans cuisine. Oceana Grill, 739 Conti in the heart of the fun, 8 a.m. to 1 a.m. daily. We know what you're missing in your kitchen. Oceana Grill. Mambo's, 411 Bourbon Street. Three floors of incredible dining in what might be the most beautiful restaurant on Bourbon Street. Cajun Creole cuisine at its finest and magnificent cocktails. Come dine in authentic French Quarter Courtyard or on our Bourbon Street balcony. Come experience Bourbon Street's only rooftop bar. Mambo is perfect for a night out with friends, a romantic getaway, your next event, or a delicious meal with family. 
Lunch and dinner seven days a week. Order online for delivery at MamboNola.com. Make your next New Orleans memory at Mambo's. All right, folks. Today's program brought to you by the Oceana Family of Restaurants. Uh, Mambo's, as you heard, Old New Orleans Cooking, uh, Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, and, of course, the mothership, Oceana Grill, Bourbon and Conti, voted top 10 U.S. restaurant for everyday dining by TripAdvisor. They're open seven days a week. The breakfast, phenomenal. If you love breakfast, you've got to get over to uh, Oceana and taste their breakfast. It starts at 8 a.m. and goes all the way to 1 p.m. Uh, the lunch service, service starts at 10 p.m. and it goes all the way to 4 p.m. Uh, I'm sorry, 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. And then uh, 4 p.m. until uh, 1 a.m. or until the party stops uh, is their dinner service. Dinner and lunch, Cajun Creole cuisines that will delight, but also, again, uh, great American fare. Something for everyone on that menu. The cocktails are amazing. Uh, fantastic cocktails. Some of the great mixologists. Hey, you love oysters? How about oysters on the half shell? Or belly up to the bar and watch them create your, your uh, and, and cook up your uh, charcoal oysters for you right there. Five private rooms for your next event. Having a, having a Mardi Gras party getting together maybe you got a, a, an event that you're having not one not two not three not four but five private rooms they can accommodate from 10 to 120 120 guests if they're not utilizing that room for the for a private party uh they'll utilize that for the overflow so you're not standing in line to get into oceana and don't forget about their authentic french quarter court you are beautiful by day uh and of course spectacular by night which is also dog friendly uh family friendly place to be place where you can uh, go with friends family to enjoy a great meal but also close that business deal maybe that first date uh, to find out more, go to OceanaGrill.com. Oceana Grill is the best time off Bourbon Street. Open 8 a.m. until 1 a.m. daily. That's seven days a week. All right, thanks to uh, Ali Cassell for joining us now. Uh, each and every week at this time, we have our good friend Jordy Collada, the Jordy Collada Show. I've said it before, uh, just an amazing show. Great guest, always breaking news. And, of course, uh, on, on YouTube, on the digital platform, he's growing that digital platform, again, with the satellite shows that he's producing. Uh, absolutely fantastic. And Jordy joins us on the program now. Jordy, welcome to the show. First of all, uh, I want to get, congratulate you on, on, on your nuptials again, uh, you and your beautiful bride. Uh, and, of course, the great honeymoon you guys went on. Now you're back in, New Orleans, back, back, uh, in the state. Uh, congratulations to both of you and your entire family. Thank you, E. It was a great holiday. It was a great uh, celebration and uh, really a great trip to, uh, to, to, to celebrate that on the honeymoon. But it's good to be back and good to be back in the action as uh, it's 2023 and we are, uh, we're excited about it. So, uh, it's and great the to pictures be back were incredible. With- the pictures were incredible. I wanted to go jump in that pool outside of, outside of your window. <laughs> I mean, again, uh, and, uh, you know, again, a beautiful bride and, of course, a, a, a great celebration uh, here in the city. And, again, much yeah. congratulations. I'm so happy for, for you and, uh, and your entire family. But, but you come back to a little controversy, don't you? <laughs> yeah, that's right, man. It, does, uh, it never stops. No doubt about it. Let's start with Walker Howard, which is the biggest story out on the LSU uh, front today. Uh, give me your thoughts on what happened and, and why he chose uh, to go into the transfer portal. Look, I still think everybody's a little curious on, on why the decision was made. I, I think that you know Brian Kelly tipped his hand last week after the game, saying uh, that he was pretty certain. In fact, he said that he was 100% certain that he would have all three quarterbacks through spring and expected a competition to start there. And You know, I... I it was it was shocking yesterday for for um, not only I think the fan base, some of the media members, and I think even people in the program. Maybe not yesterday and reading it on social media, but just when Walker was tipping them off that he may be he may be open to leaving. I, I think that was a surprise to a lot of people because of what they had put, you know, of of uh, just the the, the future uh, feelings of the program 
around him. I think Howard really uh, expected to to have a, a real chance going into his second season in college, and I don't know if he, he felt like he was going to get a fair shake here, uh, you know, and just judging by, uh, you know, th- this point of view, not, not knowing anything official and just kind of looking at the way that it played out. Um, he, he either has some sort of uh, sense of, uh, of him playing at another school or uh, he just didn't like the fit at LSU. But either way, I think that, you know, the news yesterday of him entering the portal was, was shocking, to say the least. Especially from him. Uh, he is a legacy player. His dad played at LSU. He's been an LSU Tigers entire life. That was his dream. Um, and, and, and then, of course, you know, um, you know, Daniel's coming over. I'm just surprised. i got to be honest with you that, that, you know, the type of moxie that we heard he had, that he wouldn't go out and try to fight it out in spring. Because there's no, there's no guarantees. I mean, look, Daniels could get hurt. And then all of a sudden you're moving up the depth chart. You could you could have a great spring and beating beating us fire out. But again, he wasn't willing to step up to that challenge and wanted to get to another school and maybe start again his, his restart his career elsewhere. I was a little surprised by that. No, I agree with you. And, and look, I think anywhere you go, no matter where you go, whether you're you're promised playing time and there's an open position or whatever it may be, there's going to be competition. You know, I mean, Max Duggan was not the starter for TCU going into the season. You know, I mean, he was not a guy that they really thought was going to be who he is. And he had to have a couple of things work out in front of him to get an opportunity. It worked out. And, you know, he was in Heisman finalist and had his team in the national championship. I'm not saying that that happens on every campus, but it could. And the one thing that's, that, that I believe is, 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 is going to stick, no matter what the rule changes are around college football, NIL, transfer portal, everything that we've debated and talked about in the offseason, you know, one thing that's going to stay steadfast is competition. At some point, you're going to have to compete, whether you're the highest paid player on the team or you're one with the, the, all the NIL deals or you're a walk-on and you want to play. Competition's going to have to hit at some point. And... Um, you know, I mean, that that's just how it's going to be. I mean, that's that, it doesn't matter what campus you go on. I think, you know, I, I'm not claiming that, that, that Walker is running from competition. It's just that wherever he goes, he's going to be in a situation where he's going to have to earn it. He's got to win I it. Agree. And, I agree. Um, I think that, you know, the, the situation that he saw at LSU, I don't, I, I, I'm not sure what, what, what he was – you know what his 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 pushback was on it, but he he just didn't didn't feel like he fed in. And that's surprising because I think you make a great point. I've talked about it a lot on this program as well. There's always the next five star that's coming in. There's always the next guy now with the transfer portal that's coming in. And I don't care what position you play, he's coming after your job. So again, you got to be willing to be able to stand there and and be able to compete and compete for the for the job. It just seems that more often than not, kids today are not willing to do that. They always think again that the grass is greener on the other side. No, I agree. And and look, you. Whether the grass is greener over there or not, you still got to mow it. You know, you still got to take care of it. You still got to put the time in. You still got to give the maintenance and the and the preparation. And you still got to you got to go through the process of keeping it manicured and keeping it up to date. So, you know, I mean, wherever you go, you're going to have to compete. And I think that's, uh, you know, that's something that that when 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 you look at this situation, we'll always be curious. You know, I don't think that we'll ever know for certain what the exact moment, minute, or you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, what it was that maybe tipped it, but um, that will always be the curious point of why he didn't go through those 15 practices in spring and just see where he stood. 
Right. That, that, that's what I, and that's fully what I fully expected. I wouldn't have been surprised if he had transferred after spring, but I am yeah. surprised he transferred before spring. Uh, and because, again, like you said, and, and I concur, anywhere you go, you're going to have competition. Now, again, we know that uh, what Ricky Collins is coming in uh, next year. It's Colin Hurley out of, out of Jacksonville, Florida, five star. But there's always going to be those guys who are going to be, be, be going through the ranks here. And look, you never know what a Jaden Daniel shows up. Uh, so, so we'll see how that goes. The, the state of the quarterback position now with him gone. Uh, now, again, Collins moves into the third slot. Uh, are they stronger? Are they weaker? Or is it is it again a wash? Well, look, they lost a they lost a premier talent. They lost a top talent guy out of there. But they expected. I expected. I think everyone expected them for for, for them to lose one. You know, I don't. I, that, like I said, the timing of it is the most concerning. Most thought it was Nussmeier, though, right? Most people thought well, Nussmeier would be the odd man out. It, it felt like it, you know. I mean, it, it sure it felt like it when when, when you just kind of looked at it from thirty thousand square feet, but. When you, you you stepped into it, you know the, the the one that's actually moving on is Howard. At the end of it, you still got two quality quarterbacks in the program. Mm-hmm. You got a third coming sure. in, like you mentioned, to Ricky Collins, and you know, like we said, you keep adding talent like LSU was adding to that room every year, and you're going to have a lot of turnover. You know, the state of that position alone in quarterback is, you know, people are looking to play immediately, and they 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 have opportunities now with the transfer portal. So, um, you know, I, I think that that's that's just kind of the that, that's the state of college football now. I think this is going yes. to be the cycle that LSU's going to play in for for the next couple of years. If they keep recruiting at this level at that position, they're going to lose one a year. That's just the state. That's just kind of the the, the, the way of the, uh, the the sport right now. So, um, you know, it, it is surprising on the timing. Uh, I thought that they would have lost one after spring. I didn't think they would have been Howard. So, you know, to see him moving on before spring drills was a shock to say the least. Let's shift gears to basketball. Now, I, I'm going to do something a little bit different than we normally do. Kim Mulkey's fifth-ranked Tigers. No. Uh, and, uh, what is, it? An- is it Angel Reese, uh, who, again, yeah. has, looks like she is a phenomenal player? Uh, talk about Mulkey's team. They're so fun to watch. They're very well coached. You mentioned Angel Reese. I mean, she is a walking double-double. She had 25 points and 28 boards the other night, which you know is just kind of incredible to even see on the stat line. But, they, they get up and down the floor. They are athletic. They're a tough matchup. You know, they're very well coached. You can see the personality of their their head coach within them. I mean, they're gritty. They're tough, especially on the defensive end. Uh, and they got players, man. I mean, they got players coming at you, whether it's, you know, the, the freshman Flauger, who's, you know, she's smooth and, and can score from anywhere. Or, you know, Alexis Morris, who, who's had a really, you know, good season last year. She's a little hobbled up. So, you know, they're trying to get her minutes right. And Angel Reese is – we mentioned is, is is electric. They've got players. They're very well coached. They got really good chemistry to them. They're a scary matchup, and to see them moving to the top five at this portion of, you know, Kim's reign of just you know a year and a half being on campus is really yeah. fun to kind of think about what the future is going to hold. They, her, her recruiting class coming in, uh, this is no joke. It, it it potentially could be all McDonald's All Americans, all wow. Parade All Americans. I mean, she's got three top 50 players committed she's going after a four and i wouldn't you know i who i don't know why i would anybody would bet against her i mean I, she's she's shown that she's she's crushing on the recruiting she's got michaela williams the number one player in the country committed she's got a big out of tennessee who is you know a top five player in the country um she got another guard who's a top 25 player i mean she is her recruiting classes and the players she's bringing through here 
Um, you know, it feels a lot like Georgia football, Alabama football. I mean, it's, it's, it's five-star after five-star just trickling through. It's amazing. Uh, the, 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 men's, the men's team uh, right now, 12-4, uh, and 1-2 and two in the SEC. Had a trouble putting the ball in the hole against Florida the other night. Give me a synopsis of this team. Are they still kind of coming together? Yeah, I, th- I just still think they're trying to find their way. You know, I really do. Um, I think that, you know, they're trying to figure out and kind of gain their identity of what role people and, and, and players fit. Uh, you mentioned it. I, you know, we, we were at the Florida game the other night. I mean, it was, man, it was, it was kind of depressing to see the way that they just couldn't. They, 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 they had no confidence offensively. Right. I mean, Florida was playing two, three feet off of them. Nobody wanted to pull it. And, you know, you look up on the schedule and you got to go to Tuscaloosa on Saturday, a team that probably is playing – the best basketball in the country right now. If they're not, they're in the discussion of being there. They got a guy in Brandon Miller who's, you know, one of a. He's going to be a top three lottery pick. He's, you know, got a, a game very similar in a body style to Kevin Durant, where he's big, mm-hmm. long, and can shoot it. He's a, you know, tough matchup. And from LSU standpoint, you know, the way that they are just struggling to score, and you know, the way that they turn the ball over the other night, it's. Yep. This is not a good recipe and a good opponent to see up, uh, up next uh, with, with Alabama, who's, like I said, I think that they could make a strong case for you know, being the best team in the country right now. Right. Well, they're number four, so not far off. That, that's for sure. Hey, i got about two minutes left. i got to ask you, handicap where yeah. you think Sean Payton's going. Yeah, this is kind of a, a weird deal, man. You know, I think that Denver is serious about it. I think that, you know, I mean, uh, Payton is the guy that, you know, Denver seems very desperate, and Peyton seems like he's one of the, the, the you know, the, the, the guys on the market that really could probably fix Russell Wilson. So I think that makes sense. I'm, I'm really kind of – I'm still watching this Tom Brady situation and, and how they stay – I mean, if they, were, if they were working that close together and trying to pull that thing to Miami like they were, yes. I believe they were doing that offseason. I, I, I think that story is, is – mm-hmm. it's got Legit. too much smoke. Too mm-hmm. much smoke. I, I, I'm waiting to see if if they're not trying to still trying to put something together on the back end here. So I, I'm as interested about that story as anything out there right now. Looks like Houston's got the best package, okay, if, if ultimately he goes there. Because they, they, they keep the number one. They got three number one picks over the next three years. So they could keep a number one pick and still New Orleans getting a couple. So we'll see how it plays out. And, uh, and then if the door is completely shut for him coming back to New Orleans, if that ultimately, again, is, is going to come back. But it's going to be an interesting next two weeks uh, with Sean Payton, no doubt. Tell us about yeah, your fantastic great. show and, of course, how folks can follow you on social media. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate it. We're on YouTube every morning, uh, 7 to 9 a.m., Monday through Friday. And, of course, the uh, easiest way to hit us is just on social media, anywhere you are, Facebook, Twitter, uh, Instagram, TikTok. You can just hit us at Kalata Show to keep up everything we got going on. And of course, you got some existing, some other shows that are part that are part of uh, of uh, of your conglomerate as well. If you want to plug those, I got about thirty yeah. seconds. Absolutely, Mike up, Mikey Matsuk, former baseball All American. We got uh, he goes Monday and Wednesday and Friday, uh, six to eight o'clock. Uh, we got an afternoon show going. Nick Diaz out of my league, so we got a lot of stuff happening. Will Wade's podcast every Monday and some good college basketball mm-hmm. discussion as well. Thank you, my friend. Congratulations once again on the nuptials. Look forward to having you back on next week. Thank you. See you, man.
There he goes. Uh, again, uh, Jordy Collada, the Jordy Collada Show. Hey, don't forget about my friends at Burkhardt. I don't care where you live, North Shore, South Shore, East Bank, West Bank. You come home tonight, you're over the weekend, you've got a problem with the AC or heating system, you call them. They'll come out doing only the work that's necessary. And, of course, those Nate certified technicians are experts in all, with all brands. Doesn't matter what type of brand you have at your home or your business, uh, they are authorized to service. And if you're looking for a new system, man, look, I would never sign another contract with any other company. Do you let Burkhardt give you a price? That's all I'm asking. Let them come in and see what I've done for 30 years. Again, the attention to detail, never gouge it, never cheat you. And, of course, again, the knowledge, uh, the institutional knowledge of the air conditioning and heating system uh, business. Uh, go with Burkhart. That's acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. Today's program brought to you by the Oceana Family of Restaurants, Oceana Grill, Mambo's, Old New Orleans Cookery, Bobby B.S. Cajun Canada Restaurant, on the Hideout Bar. All are open seven days a week. All are open late. Mambo's, Old New Orleans Cookery, available for, again, balcony tickets uh, uh, for, for the uh, upcoming Mardi Gras celebration. And Bobby Bears is always having uh, their, their parking lot available for you. Tickets, again, to see the Metairie Parades. Uh, they're your Mardi Gras headquarters. It is the Oceana Family of Restaurants. We'll be right back. Mambo's. 411 Bourbon Street. Three floors of incredible dining in what might be the most beautiful restaurant on Bourbon Street. Cajun Creole cuisine at its finest and magnificent cocktails. Come dine in our authentic French Quarter Courtyard or on our Bourbon Street balcony. Come experience Bourbon Street's only rooftop bar. Mambo is perfect for a night out with friends, a romantic getaway, your next event, or a delicious meal with family. Lunch and dinner seven days a week. Order online for delivery at mambonola.com. Make your next New Orleans memory at Mambo's. Hi, folks. Trust is what Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating is all about. Take it from me, Eric Asher. If your AC ever fails, you can trust Burkhardt to be there quick and get you back up and running. If you need a new AC, trust Burkhardt to treat you with respect, to help you save with a fair price, do the job right. As my good friend John Burkhardt always says, trust is the foundation of our business. Just ask our customers. For air conditioning this season, trust Burkhardt. Visit acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. And tell them Eric sent you. At the UPS Store, we know this upcoming holiday is when things can get busy for small business owners. Exactly. My to-do list and I don't take days off. That's why you can count on us to be open and ready to help with every small business need, whether it's packing and shipping or if it's just to check your mailbox. That's almost everything on my to-do list. My list and I can take the day off. Woohoo! Your local, the everything to help you be unstoppable store. The UPS Store. Be unstoppable. The UPS store locations are independently owned. Product services, pricing, and hours may vary. See center for details. My brother-in-law died suddenly, and now my sister and her kids have to sell their home. That's why I told my husband we could not put off getting life insurance any longer. An agent offered us a 10-year, $500,000 policy for nearly $50 a month. Then we called SelectQuote. SelectQuote found us identical coverage for only $19 a month. A savings of $369 a year. Whether you need a $500,000 policy or a $5 million policy, SelectQuote could save you more than 50% on term life insurance. For your free quote, call SelectQuote at 1-800-929-2121. That's 1-800-929-2121. Or go to SelectQuote.com. 1-800-929-2121. That's 1-800-929-2121. SelectQuote. We shop. You save. 
Full details on example policies at selectquo.com slash commercials. Suburban Roofing and Siding, 861 Roof, locally owned and operated, fully licensed and insured, has been re-roofing South Louisiana for over a decade. Suburban Roofing is one of only 6% of roofing contractors nationwide, certified by shingle manufacturers. My good friend Marty Scoggins is honest and reliable and stands behind all of Suburban Roofing's quality workmanship. Suburban Roofing skilled crews are experts in all types of roofs. Trust a Louisiana company with local referrals, not a storm chaser with your re-roofing needs. Don't sign that contract till you call Suburban Roofing and Siding at 861-ROOF. That's 861-7663. Listen, you don't need to fix your skin. You need to find what works for your skin. So get to know all your skincare options at Ulta Beauty's Love Your Skin event happening now. Discover daily beauty steals of 50% off faves like Tula, Osea, and Maylie's Cosmetics. Plus, find weekly wellness deals of 30% off brands like Truly, Love Wellness, and Foria. You're in your skin 24-7. Make it a place you love to be. Hurry, this event ends January 21st. Shop in-store, online, or try curbside pick up today. Ulta Beauty. The possibilities are beautiful. Get back to business and start the year strong with an HP printer from Staples. Like the HP LaserJet MFP M234 SDWE printer. This compact multifunction printer features blazing fast print speeds. It's the fastest two-sided printer in its class. Plus, with the HP Smart App, you can print, scan, and copy from anywhere. And Staples has the best deals on a full range of HP printers. Right now, save up to $100 on the HP LaserJet. But hurry, this offer is good this week only. Offer good in-store and online. Ends 114. All right, folks, that's it for me. Thanks so much for tuning in. want to thank our guests, Gary Smith, Ross Jackson, uh, also Ali Cassell and Jordi Collada. I want to thank Rudy back in studio producing the program. All of our great sponsors, including the Oceana Family of Restaurants, Oceana Grill, Mambo's, Old New Orleans Cookery, uh, Bobby Bear's Cajun County Restaurant, The Hideout Bar. All are open late. All are open seven days a week. Also, all the great sponsors sponsor our program. Go to ericasher.com for a slideshow. The sponsors will sponsor our program. Thank you for the support of those sponsors, and thank you for listening to our program. Our podcast will be up about a half an hour after the show. Coming up on WLAE-TV is the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports at 6, and you can catch Jeff Dunn it is my guest. Coming up next here on 106.1 FM, it is Life Resources Bottom Line Sports Hour with Michael Green and Ken Trahan, followed by UNO Basketball. So keep it right here on 106.1 FM for the rest of the evening. My name is Eric Astor. You have a wonderful evening. See you tomorrow for the William Grant Family Stills Friday Travaganza. My name is Eric Astor. From the dog kitchen to the governor, that includes the mayor. They all got to go.